0: This, this is what it feels like to be alive. Sometimes, even when you fail, it doesn't mean you're a loser. I'm proud of everything. Sometimes, even people below you have a puncher's chance. I respect you, Okana. You might be, the best in Japan. you might be the best in the world, but I don't feel defeated. I'm not scared to have a rematch and if we have a rematch, I'm still not afraid to bet my life that I will beat you New Japan you've given me the best year of my life in 2016 in 2017 starts the most painful failure of my wrestling career. The only solace I can take is that even in defeat, the Young Bucks had my back. They still believe. And together, we will still rule the wrestling world no matter where we go. No questions, no more comments, Finished. Goodbye. Maybe, maybe just goodbye.
1: welcome to match club a podcast from fight to feud and back again my name is charlie and i use they them pronouns
2: and i'm mikey and i use he him pronouns and this is
1: this is the second part of our our kenny and okada episode (laughs) there's no reason to be flashy about it i've got no number for you
2: yeah and uh if you think the intro for this podcast was a little bit foreboding you would be correct
1: it's about to get very interesting here um
2: This is our, uh, uh, the Empire Strikes Back in our Star Wars original trilogy, for sure.
1: I guess, I mean, would you say that? Because I guess it all depends on how you, how you view Kenny at this point.
2: I mean, I, I think it's borne out in the, the latter, like, there's a lot of struggles. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: despite what. Maybe you're supposed to be thinking, or or some people are supposed to be thinking during these, uh, when these things are actually taking place. There's a lot going on here. And again, let me repeat, we were foolish forever thinking that we could do all of this in one episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is where things get, I, I guess maybe not, Um, this is where things get messy.
1: Yes, we all love mess. And as, as we're recording right now, it is Halloween. It is Halloween it night. Is. Halloween <laughs> night. Uh, So... I guess uh, that's the kind of mood we're trying to strike here.
2: <laughs> As my phone goes off.
1: Ignore that. Oh, well, ignore that. They don't... Whatever. They don't need
2: you. I need you. So... <laughs> no, it, it wasn't anything important. It was just, like, a road being close. That
1: might be important, <laughs> but I digress. So this, this is what we're going to do. Uh the last episode we went over a lot of background information uh, about yeah, so how, how we kind of
2: got to this part.
1: Let's this point review now.
2: who Kenny and Okada are. Who Kenny Omega yes. and Kazuchika Okada are.
1: If you forgot, which maybe you have. It's been it's been about a month. Uh Mike,
2: would you like to do the honors as you always usually do? <laughs> yeah. So Kenny Omega is known as the cleaner, best bout machine, the wrestling god and he is backed by Bullet Club who are a stable of cocky foreigners with no respect for NJPW's traditions. And on the other side of the ring, we have the IWGP World Champion, Kazuchika Okada, or excuse me, IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Um and he is the rainmaker, the prince of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and according to some, depending on who you ask, the false prophet pushed by NJPW's corporate pop propaganda machine and he is backed by Guido the quote true power broker of NJPW as Don Callis calls him at one point and the fan favorite faction chaos
1: yes uh, the the, the prince of pro wrestling no matter what it is gets me every single time and i now wonder uh, i i now wonder about that phrase being used in other ways in other places in 2020 uh <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know if they ever call him that in so many words, um, okay. but that was kind of how I how I viewed it. Like he is the heir apparent; he's the person that's going to take New Japan worldwide. Um, however, some other people using it um, may definitely uh, <laughs> take it differently.
1: Looking at you, Cody Rhodes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, so we've got got our two uh our two players in this game, and as we kind of went over last time, uh, we went over like the background stuff, some faction stuff. I was very proud about how all of that turned out. I thought it was extremely comprehensive. Um, so good job, us. Yay, You're giving yourselves a pat on the back uh today. But we left off in on the precipice of Russell Kingdom Eleven. We were nearly there. Where we ended last time, uh, so we got here uh, by Kenny Omega basically running shot in the year 2016 over well everything in New Japan Wrestling. Uh, yeah. He became the leader of the Bullet Club. He cemented himself in that position, and then he became the first foreign wrestler to ever win the G the G1 tournament, and he basically threw away. He like threw away or threw down the uh, New Japan flag that they gave him to wave, that they ceremonially give to the winner. And he picked up his Bullet Club flag, his faction flag, and he waved it high uh, that evening. And he's been on a rampage ever
2: since. Yeah. And in particular, he has an eye out for Okada. And he said after defeating um, Hiroko Goto who he was contractually obligated to defend his number one contendership briefcase against. Um, He said, Okada, when I look at you, you make me sick. Everything you have was given to you. Given to you by this company. Given to you by him. The him being Gato, his um, valet manager, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The the booker of NJPW.
1: And uh, Kenny... Basically, near the end of two thousand and sixteen and the in the dwindling i think it's on christmas even um he ends yeah. up putting uh Okada through a table uh, at one of their house shows as a Christmas present and letting him know that he will not win at Wrestle kingdom and it will not rain it's all very- vi- it was all very villainous and and through that uh we yeah. have gotten... it was on
2: it was on December sixteenth but close enough to well,
1: christmas close enough it's fine um and all through all of that we have seen kenny become this become this figure yet he is still perhaps haunted by some things from his past that he can't quite let go of who that might be we'll get there (laughs) uh so backed by the elite
2: who if you yeah, So who don't know? are the elite?
1: Yeah, I don't know if we went if we went over it very specifically last time. So the elite are the elite of Bullet Club. So there is Bullet Club who's got many members in their faction. But the elite is like the top echelon of Bullet Club. So it is the leader Kenny Omega and his two friends who are also a tag team and also brothers, known uh Matt and Nick Jackson, known as the Young Bucks. You might have heard of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um according to Wikipedia uh and according to the Young Bucks, they and Kenny Omega created the elite the night that they took over leadership of the Bullet Club from AJ Styles, um, uh, without ever asking permission from NJPW bookers.
1: <laughs> Not surprising to me. I asked you I asked this um I asked this to you. About everybody that we encounter on the podcast, Mikey. If you
2: could describe the Young Bucks, how would you? Uh, Very much SoCal cocky brothers who are inspired by late 90s and early 2000s, like surfer lingo and also WWE and WCW wrestling. So they come out of like a very specific. Tradition of wrestling that they reinterpret for modern day audiences.
1: Hmm. Um. I believe. I. I. I believe they're both chaos entities. Um. Uh. They are. I. I used to. I used to not like the Young Bucks. Uh. Probably same. Several. Several. I don't know. Maybe like this time last year. Not a fan. Not a fan. And it's not that I didn't think that they wrestled well, because I did. It's that I I literally bought into what they were selling to me, uh, which I also was just that didn't they were jerks. Get,
2: yeah, I just didn't get them. And then it wasn't for me until we went to the AEW show in person. What was it? This February? Yeah, it was in January.
1: It was the end of January.
2: Yeah, that's right. And I saw them in person, and like, because you can't. Actually, until like recently, until they fixed the sound on um aew dynamite, you couldn't hear all the banter that the young bucks have during the matches, and so it wasn't until we were in person where you don't hear the announcers, all you hear is what the wrestlers are saying that I was like, "Oh, they're like cartoons and they're chaotic <laughs> and they're ridiculous, and they do these ridiculous moves and they taunt their opponents, and they're just like dirty rowdy boys and then I was like. The Young Bucks might be good actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean same. Like that kind of that kind of started it and then like what cemented it for me was uh starting to actually go back and watch uh the web series being the elite which uh, Kenny and the Bucks started right around probably the beginning it, probably you know what? It might have been right as they became the Elite. Like Matt and Nick's vlogs yeah. probably started in two thousand sixteen, like right around when they um formed the elite with Kenny. And it it was just a, a travel vlog for them. They would just you know, record going to the airport and doing the things that wrestlers do so people could see it and then it morphed into something completely different. So I started watching those and i got a like i got a pretty good sense of like who matt and nick were like as people and that really helped me connect to them too
2: Um, yeah it debate debuted on youtube in may 2016
1: yep that's it so that's kind of where i i'm at with the young bucks right now i love them dearly uh much to the chagrin of everybody else (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I will not apologize for it. So,
2: yeah, but like for me, it was really um, like going back and watching some of these matches where I really like kind of started to appreciate like what it was that they were doing.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, the Bucks being at ringside for Kenny in both of the matches that we're going to go over uh, today adds so much to it. So much. And, if you have watched these and you haven't maybe necessarily paid attention to what they're doing on the outside or um, how they interact with Kenny during his during this ma- these matches, I really recommend that you do that because I honestly think it adds like such an extra layer onto everything.
2: Yeah, for sure. And this is around the time where, um, the young bucks are starting to like being elite, kind of um co- coincided with the time where you know the elite as a unit was starting to become dominant like those 3 guys in bullet club were like really clearly starting to you know defeat chaos like they were getting titles um you know they were they were working together so it was definitely like a time in which they were just solidifying themselves as, like, the core of the Bullet Club and as the villains, I guess, in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we kind of left, like I said, we kind of left off, like, right before Wrestle Kingdom 11. So, Wrestle Kingdom, we, when we went over it last time. It It is held in the Tokyo Dome every January, and it is an extremely large event. We won't go over or try to measure how large the Tokyo Dome is, like yeah, we, we did that last, last time. time. We did that last time. <laughs> so, if you're interested in Tokyo Dome stats, you can go back and listen to the last episode uh, where uh, that happened. <laughs> it's very large. Let me just say that. Uh, so, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match is the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 11. And at this point, I think Kenny is gaining popularity with the fans, but Okada is still the guy. Yeah, it, very much. And so we walk into this match knowing what Kenny can do, but maybe not necessarily knowing like what he can do in the main event of Russell Kingdom.
2: And yeah, Russell and Kingdom is go ahead. I was just gonna say, like it's important to know coming into this that Okada has never lost like a. Whenever he's done title defenses, like he's never lost um like his second one in a row. Like he's always won. Like if he loses one, um. Like I don't know why they kept pointing that out. He never he's never, like for Russell Kingdom, because this like he'd never defended his title against Kenny before. Um, but he never like has lost a title defense or um like even looked weak in a title defense. He's always looked very strong. Um, so it's it's very, very much the case that he is kind of the dominant one coming in here um but also like kenny and okada are attitude wise very much matched up and i i think that is very clear in the video package that they have at the beginning which also has a banger music oh
1: oh always always they always have like they're always
2: i know but this one the the like i don't know the beat is just like very good new japan (laughs) in the world
1: Yeah, it's got some sick guitars in it. It's good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, please don't sue me and JPW. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, they're pretty rough about that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, we're okay. We don't do anything wrong ever. Mm-mm. But I think it's important that we know that Okada's the favorite going into this match. We know that people have expectations for Kenny, but maybe not exactly. Don't exactly know what to expect from him in this okay. scenario. And also, like Wrestlemania, Wrestle Kingdom gets some elaborate entrances from some of its wrestlers, especially the main event. Mm -hmm. And Wrestle Kingdom 11 has a very special intro by Kenny Omega.
2: Sure does.
1: (laughs) Who comes out to the ring dressed as the Terminator. But before he does that, he has an intro video, which is the first two minutes like a like a like a video filmed in the style of like the first like two minutes of the Terminator film,
2: um, like shot for shot. It's not shot. in the style of. It is him as the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. <laughs> yes, it's incredible.
1: I want to link it because it's incredible and it makes me like yeah, laugh. it makes me laugh, but also. It's, like, dead serious.
2: We'll put it it in the show notes, because that is on YouTube. It is
1: shot for shot. And I'm like, this is impressive. Like, it is impressive.
2: Yeah. So then he comes out with, like, a half Terminator mask on, a leather jacket, and, like, a pump action dual barrel shotgun. And he has these pants on, too, that have rips in them that have, like, cybernetics underneath. Let me talk about Kenny.
1: Let me let me talk. I gotta talk about it. I gotta talk about the pants. I have to talk about Kenny's Kenny's gear here because it is. I couldn't stop staring at it when we were watching this match, and there was a lot to stare at. But Mm -hmm. I just, I I couldn't. So let me describe this for you. Kenny's wrestling gear is black leather fitted to like perfection on him. It is these black leather pants and they are accented with blue knee pads that say the cleaner on them. And they have like, a, like a digitized, like, like skull, like bullet club symbol on them. And on the back, like where his butt is, um, there is, there are two wings. There is one that is, there's one skeletal wing, but there's other side is also that, but it's got like gears that are like kind of like falling off of it and there's the omega symbol like right like where like the waistband is and they have feathers falling down one side like like kind of peppered down one side and then like mikey said there's rips in the in the leather and underneath is like cybernetics like he's a he's a cyborg they're incredible (sighs) Yeah. Like, and so
2: he he comes out and he like them. shoots the like points the shotgun at the audience. Um cuz it's a prop. Normally he would just do a finger gun, like I think we've talked about before and like you'll see on the the cover of this podcast if you're listening. So he does he points the gun at the audience and then he like whips it under his arm and like tucks it and does like a like a pump of the shotgun and then the pyro the pyro goes off like he shot a shotgun. Like it makes the like bang, bang of both like barrels shooting off. It's incredibly extra and amazing, honestly. So he's in like full, if you didn't realize that a lot of Kenny Omega the cleaner was pulled from like eighties action films, then I think <laughs> it's become apparent now. Very much. And yeah. uh, not to be outdone,
1: Although there is no sick entrance video. Okada doesn't need one. He is the champion. Yeah. He
2: does, however, have like this galaxy on the Jumbotron, which is a little bit more than his usual entrance. So like he has like the universe zooming out into the earth. Like he is a hero that fell from the heavens to Japan. You say that and that just made me think of something else.
1: Um, I'll talk to... You. Mm, that's eerily familiar to, uh, I don't know, what's happening with Kenny right now. <clears throat> but Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but I digress there, because uh, we won't get into that right now. But, uh, so Okada comes out to his, like, Sweet maker music, which is awesome. And he's got, like, these, like, fitted, like, briefs on that are, like, really sparkly. They're, like, red and gold and and silver, and black, and he's got this, like, jacket on that's super sparkly and matches, and he's got this, like, really crazy necklace on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a tinsel necklace, and the the jacket has, like, straps on it that have, like, different accolades, mm-hmm. but it's all made so you can see, like, so it frames the belt, so it's not concealing it in any way, Um, and then, of course, Gato follows him out, and as we said before, he's got his his uh okada dollars his okada bucks i don't know what mm-hmm. you would call them um falling his okada dollars
1: okada dollars i think i've heard kenny well, say I guess... okada dollars
2: yeah i mean technically i guess they would be yen but you know cl- yes mm-hmm. it's money with his face on it
1: correct and uh you can see these dollars like raining down and then like as okada is like coming into the ring uh kenny grabs one of the one of the dollars and he like crumples it in his hand and then he just tosses it out of the ring. Yeah. Very it's very extra.
2: I mean, he's making a statement. So like it's really clear even though both of these men like have watched each other's matches and they've done their homework um that neither of them really believes that the other is like a a respectable opponent. Mhm. And neither of them like It's kind of like a, okay, okay, you know, supposedly you're the best in the world, but like, why am I bothering with you? Which is just such a, like, it makes it so interesting to me in a way because it's like, even though Okada is, you know, this incredible wrestler and he is a champion, he's got this hubris about him that makes him slightly detestable. Like, he's not, he's not like this pure... Uh, what what we would call like baby face like he's not this pure upstanding hero like he's got this this dark uh this dark thing about him that Mm -hmm. you know if you just kind of twist that you can see how you know that starts to become less than charitable
1: yeah and and it's it's so much that it's important to know that, like, even though they've wrestled some, they haven't met each other on this big grand stage before.
2: So I don't even think they'd wrestled each other per se, like not one on one. No, I think. not one on one.
1: And that's important because you want to save that. And it's really apparent that they're, I think Kenny's like maybe a, like a tinge bit shorter. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not a whole lot. But when they square up to one another before the match starts, you can see it. But Kenny's in, like, really good shape. I think he's in a lot... I think he's in a lot better shape nowadays. Um, But, you know, I think he looks really, really good uh, in this match. And it's probably the tights. Uh, (laughs) 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 I'm really into these tights. Um, I mean,
2: Okada looks really good, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, So we start this match off with let's also just mention that red shoes the uh, beloved new japan ref is here
2: uh. he's he's <laughs> beloved but he's also maybe not the best ref
1: <laughs> no no
2: <laughs> yeah so um so at one point the anou- the english announcers say the keys to be successful um in like a wrestling match is trying to make your opponent wrestle your match if okada dictates the pace kenny omega's in trouble if Kenny Omega dictates the pace, we could be seeing a new champion. And the other responds, wanting to dictate the pace, not wanting to wrestle Omega's match was a point of emphasis in some interviews that Okada did. And I think that is why, like, going into the match, we see them kind of, like, Okada makes it clear he wants to start with a more technical, like, grappling thing, which mm-hmm. is almost kind of like a... Because that's the, that's the other thing, too, is, like... Okada, I think, kind of, like, learned more technical wrestling and was, like, trying to become more proficient in that after having gone, um, like, overseas. I don't think that was necessarily, um, like, we see as his, even as his career goes on, like, he tries to um, add, I think, at one point, like, a a finisher that's a technical move. Um, That might be his finisher now. Um yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that's what I thought. So like yep. that is like Okada beco- you know as his career goes on and on he becomes this fan of like technical wrestling and Kenny can do that but that's not his like proficiency. So Okada's definitely trying to control the pace of this match by forcing Kenny. So when we say Just technical Yeah. So when we say technical wrestling what that means is it's like what you would see if you go to like a ncaa wrestling match like an olympic sport wrestling it's the grappling like they're gonna lock up yeah greco roman holds knuckle holds you know controlling the the wrists and the elbows and keeping each other low to the mat yeah headlocks um everything like that it's not what it's not like the quick flippy stuff that we see Um, And tend to think of as, like, professional sports entertainment wrestling. And Kenny is known for the fast, the flashy moves, the quick transitions. And like Charlie said, by slowing the match down, Okada keeps Kenny from being able to really break out and do those things. Which I think is really important in establishing like he wants to be the one in control. He is the dominant champion and he won't give Kenny Omega a quarter.
1: Yeah, and it is uh it, it's apparent that when they work a match like this that Okada is the one that has that control and that Kenny like, anytime Kenny gets like a f- a flash of uh, of speed because if you let Kenny get that like you're in trouble like if you let kenny go off like you won't come back from it so it's really interesting because there are a lot of things like holds that okada gets kenny in and then kenny will try and like break out and um like kenny does this thing where he runs against the ropes and he'll like slide like so quick behind you to counter you or like give you um one of his patented moves called the snapdragon suplex um and he's just so quick and he can just get (laughs) he can get to you in a lot of different ways which is something that okada doesn't want
2: yeah and the funny thing about this match is so kenny starts to break out of these holes by kind of driving elbows at the back of okada's neck which okada had had neck surgery at one point um you know neck shots are always like something that will make the audience kind of nervous because everybody knows how sensitive the neck is but then what's important is kenny doesn't start to like slip and do these more fancy moves and start to move quickly he continues it at the slow pace like he does like headlocks and stuff like that and controlling okada's neck and head and And everything and kind of let's, you know, it's like as if to say, like, I know you can't really go, Okada, so I'm going to give you this, but I'm Mm going to, you know, I'm going to have your head in a headlock and smirk at the audience and be like, oh, yeah, look at this loser. Like, see, I can I can wrestle at his pace and still be the dominant one. And it's only at that point when he's really clearly antagonizing okada through the moves that he's choosing to use that okada gets fed up and actually starts to be the one to pick up the pace which which at that point it's kenny's plan yeah yeah and that's like um like that's what's really interesting to me about pro wrestling is it is clear, even for me as someone that, like, I know about, <laughs> I only know the names of the moves because the announcers say them. Like, I'm not someone that knows them very well. But it's clear to me both through, like, the English announcers are really good um, in NJPW. But also because it's clear to me, like, with the facial expressions and the body language, like, who's in control. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to be able to follow it. And that's definitely something that's the case here. Um,
1: yeah, because you have to remember that you're you're watching a wrestling match, and you're watching, like, yes, it is wrestling, but as far as this, this match is concerned and, like, every great match you'll ever see that's got you sucked into it, it is a culmination of where we've been for the past however long a feud's been going on, right? So everything that's happened between Kenny and Okada up to this point, it comes to a head here. And that's the story.
2: Yeah. Um, and the, the outcomes are predetermined, but that doesn't, like, the the whole point is that they're telling, like, they have to be to kind of tell a story through the match. And, you know, like, there's one point at which Okada goes to act like he's gonna drop his elbow on Kenny's neck um, when they're, like, grappling at the ropes. And he instead, he, like, goes in and Kenny flinches and he just kind of, like, like pats Kenny on the shoulder and backs mm-hmm. away and gives him a sh- a free shot um before going at him and it's just like just the level of disrespect it's it,
1: yeah it it, escal- it escalates on both sides and 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 then and then something really interesting happens like as we as we get deeper into the match like those kinds of things start to melt away when both Okada and Kenny realize that they aren't sure if they can beat the other, yeah, so we like so this like mask of like cockiness kind of just like falls away uh, during the match, and yeah. things continue to escalate uh There are many things in this match that make me go, please stop um. <laughs> <laughs> we watch this together and i know this happens but anytime like anytime kenny sends okada out past the guardrail like slightly into the crowd and he starts to climb on the top rope i just scream (laughs) i scream because what he does is he climbs on the top rope and he just jumps into the crowd on top of okada just jumps just the leap it's- yeah
2: well so so you're talking about the rise of the terminator right
1: oh uh, no no i'm talking about when he cl- climbs on the top rope and jumps at okada. <laughs> um but the rise of the terminator is something we should talk about because i think it's very important
2: yeah i think i think the rise of the terminator actually comes comes first like because you're talking it you're does. Talk-
1: yeah. I know I had to talk about it because it it, uh, it well, unsettles we'll get we'll get to that time. more
2: later um but so uh Kenny does this incredible uh hurricane Rana, which is where like you kind of grab someone's head and neck like between your thighs and from like an upside down position you use your core strength to flip them over behind you so And then like, like I know it's like a core wrestling move, but every time I see it, like it's kind of inexplicable because this is not like, oh, you're doing handstand and flipping them over. No, you're like Mm -hmm. tucking yourself in midair using only your ab muscles and your thighs and like your body and like physics. Like there's (laughs) nothing like your body is the counterweight to swing someone over you. And so he does that to Okada, sends him just flying outside of the ring and in a position for an incredible rise of the Terminator, which is um, what the rise of the Terminator is, is Kenny gets down in like Terminator position, like on one knee with his fists on the ground. And the young bucks are going on the apron behind him. hmm. And the whole crowd starts doing it. And so he's just there, like, charging up. Like, it's, it's very, like, video game move, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then he flexes and points to Okada, um, like, does a run up to, like, get some momentum and just goes sailing over Okada and then, like, lands on his feet as Okada mm-hmm. goes down. And this, you know, Kenny, Kenny does this a lot, but this might legitimately be one of his best ever. I think so. Yeah,
1: he um he lands on his feet and it is perfect. It is a perfect.
2: Yeah. Um, so his executed his, one. His back like the flat of his back lands on Okada's chest and just he lays Okada out. And Kenny is just like, you know, this is the this is kind of the moment where it's like, okay, you know, up until this point like both of these men had been incredibly cocky. They had been assuming that the other you know they're just going to beat the other um but Okada was still kind of the dominant force but this is the moment where you start to think like well can Kenny actually do it like maybe he is as good as he says he is right and mm-hmm. it it really from that point on it it becomes clear that Okada is going to have to meet Kenny's pace like he the you know the the technical wrestling and the the grapples and you know kind of this pointless feuding is is gonna have to go by the wayside he's gonna have to pull out all the stops in order to to make this match work and 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 he does honestly yeah
1: and he does and it's it's important that the that you that everybody knows what the bucks are
2: doing like not only do they They charge up Sweet replay, baby. You got it, baby. Yeah. They, they want you to win, Kenny. They want you to win now. Let's go, baby. And they're just like <laughs> clapping while the replay goes on from the Rise of the Terminator. And so Kenny yeah. goes up and, um, you know, runs up and does this incredible missile drop kick, which is where you like kind of, your body's like a missile and both of, the, both of his feet hit the back of Okada's head. Um, but he kicks so hard that Okada touches the bottom rope as, as he does it. Um, so, you know, he, he picks up the pace, but he actually, like, goes a little too hard, and um, by his own hebris, kind of outdoes himself.
1: Yeah. Goes a little too hard might be the uh, might be the ethos for the, rest of the last half of this match. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly what happens. And I, I bring up the Bucks, because like, not only are they, like, uh like, giving Kenny, like, this, like, very flirty encouragement from the outside. They are also looking after him whenever he, like, gets hurt. um, Or, like, when he gets run down. Um, there are a couple times where, like, Kenny gets... Uh, Okada oh gets the better of Kenny and, like, like Kenny will reach out for the Bucks. It's... It, it just... It adds, like, this extra layer on everything. Um, Very, very important.
2: Oh, and yeah and, and meanwhile, you know, anytime Okada goes down, it's also important to know Gato's in the background going, Come on, Raymaker, come on. Like <laughs> Yeah. He's like pounding
1: the mat and screaming. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry. There's gonna be a lot of uh my audio processing is gonna be doing the a lot of the work here because it's hard to try to <laughs> tell you how um, you know, these these ringside people are behaving without <laughs> doing the physical action
1: i enjoy your uh com- a buck commentary it's good
2: um and and then we, i took we careful co- notes on what the what everybody was saying <laughs> during these spots <laughs> to cheer people on it's important to me it's, Im-
1: it's important yeah and then like we just keep escalating from there and uh, we talked about the scary spot but it's still scary and let's talk about tables because
2: oh god there's so many table spots and they all go so badly <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Do they? Do they? Do
1: they? Do they?
2: Oof. In the Woof. in the links document, I have links to a bunch of these spots. If you want to, um, because uh, the kind of the first, the first big table spot is when Kenny sends Okada through the table, um, which is where, um, here I will just, uh, we will edit this and post, but I'll I'll link you to this because that's where I have like the videos. Mm-hmm. Okay, resume. Uh, so this is the one where the young bucks like hold the um the barricade for yeah they Ken- hold the barricade yeah mm-hmm. yeah for for Kenny to have this spot and he does this is the big scary one Ugh. he does the reverse moonsault into the uh, the springboard moonsault excuse me over the guardrail um he jumps- and the- <laughs> The Bucks yell, come on, Kenny, put him out. And let me just say,
1: he jumps on the top rope, does a backflip from the top of the ring into the crowd onto Okada.
2: Yeah, well, a into, backflip into the like, into the, um, like announce table. It. It's still
1: over the guardrail.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How? I, I, <clears throat> I,
1: I, I can't. Every time I see that, I'm just like, uh-uh. And they're just laying there happened.
2: in a pile of cables. And the the really interesting thing there is um, that I wanted to ask you is the announcer goes, where have we seen that before, Kevin Kelly? The springboard moonsault. And um, they go, very, very interesting. Because they saw it in the G1 also. Is that mm-hmm. is an AJ Styles thing? hmm Yeah. So mm-hmm. he is aping the former leader of the bullet club here.
1: Yes. Uh he does that quite a
2: bit uh to get the
1: job done. Uh he yeah. will go to the arsenal he needs to in order to uh get get what he needs to get done. And it's important to know that uh, 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 uh kenny, kenny said this previously? Um the bucks are out there to give him encouragement, but also Kenny's also previously said that like he trusts like the bucks with with his well being. Like they, he trusted them to like pull that guardrail further away, so he didn't. <laughs> so, like, so he could have just put his faith in them, right? That so, okay, he's going to do this moonsault off the top rope, and he's going to to go this incredible distance, but he's trusting the bucks to like make sure that that can happen.
2: Yeah, and he so doesn't hurt going himself on. really badly. Yeah
1: there's a lot going on and that could have gone incredibly poorly but it is amazing like if there's one thing you watch watch that it makes me scream every time yeah
2: and we'll put like since uh these are official videos that are on their official twitter or other social channels um we'll we'll put together a, a list of these um in some form so you can watch yeah. them because i know sometimes it's hard to find these things
1: It's also important to know that at this point we grab we get a tape Kenny with the table again that he like puts on top of Okada and then
2: Oh god when he like stomps directly in his uh his abdomen area. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the 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 bucks are just like, that was awesome. Killing it. And (laughs) Okada is just like on his side in the fetal position, trying to recover his breath. Um and so we get, like, a Dr. Wily bomb, which is another kind of, like, uh, you know, he gets him up on his shoulders and slams him down for, Can like, talk- almost a three count, but not quite. And Can then...
1: About the- Can I talk about the power bomb for a second, please?
2: Yes. Because that's what that AKA is. I.K.A. the Dr. Wily bomb.
1: So, Kenny grabs Okada's middle, and he pulls him up, like, he's, like, picking up a bag. Like, he's just, like, he just, like, hefts him up in the middle. And this is, like, in this is deadlift. And he lifts him up and twists him around so he then has his legs. And then he just power bombs him on the mat. It is a incredible thing. It is, like, one of my favorite things Kenny does. He calls it the Dr. Wiley bomb because, of course, he does. Um, And it doesn't put Okada away. But it is an incredible feat of strength. And I could watch it happen forever.
2: Yeah. It's I mean, it, it, it almost does like and, you know, like the one criticism of this that I've seen is like in the last 10 minutes, like some people felt there was like too many like big moves in big spots or like especially in the second half of the match, but especially in the last 10 minutes. But I think it was kind of like you have to think about like the story of this, right, is that, again, they started with oh, they're not worth any of my special moves. Like, if this was just your standard, like, nobody, um, like, maybe, you know, they would put him away with, like, a big move at the very beginning. But it was like, well, we don't, you know, we don't need to start the match out with that. Like, whatever. Um, And Okada, like, really trying to control the pace and Omega being like, yeah, yeah, fine, I'll give you that. But now all the stops have to come out And, like, it almost becomes, like, an ego thing, too, because you have to think Mm -hmm. about it. Like, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada both have huge, huge egos. Like, Kenny is obviously the shitty heel foreigner, but Kazuchika Okada is the rainmaker. Like, he has dollars with his face. At this point, he's, (laughs) you know, he's being shown up, and he has to start really, um, you know, Kenny is really showing him up, and Okada's just, like, taking it like for a while like he he is you know putting up not really any kind of defense so the young bucks kind of set up the table from earlier um and okada says fine i'm going to put some boots in your face and then kenny does this thing that he does which is like um a, i i know it has a better name charlie will know i call it the you can't escape cuz that's what he says every time he does
1: it it is a uh, y- y- I like to call it that too. I it does have another name. Um I think it's called the Green Overalls. Unsure. Um, but I
2: call it. But that it's too. like he grabs him in like a fireman's carry, like slams him down on the mat, and then uses that to spring himself up to the turnbuckle and the top rope, and then he does a moonsault to slam back down on him is like and then as he's doing that, he says, You can't escape. Mm-hmm. And so he almost gets him there. And then you know, we get, like, a one-winged angel tease, and and throughout this, he's doing everything he can, Kenny can at this point, to tease his finisher, which is the one-winged angel, where he gets someone up on his shoulders, and rather than just slamming them down, he, like, actually wrenches them down and gets their head on the mat and, like, holds them there in that position. Um, And no one, like we said last time, there's only, like, one person at this point in the history of ever that is kicked out of the one-winged angel. And that is Kenny Omega's former tag team partner, Kota Ibushi when they were, um, before they were part of the golden lovers. So, um, you know, like it, 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 again, I think we said this last time, but it may be the most protected finisher in all of professional wrestling history, like ever. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I think we will add somebody else to the list of people. That have kicked out of the one winged angel maybe as soon as next weekend.
2: Uh, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um,
1: <laughs> but at this
2: point in wrestling history, there's just one person. <laughs> um, yes. So, Okada, so It's kind of like finally, like okay, enough's enough. And, um, you know, Okada sends Kenny that table. Remember that table the Young Bucks set up by ringside. <laughs> Uh, scary,
1: scary situation.
2: Sc- yeah, it's always scary when a table sets up. It's like the biggest like smoking gun ever. Mm-hmm. It's a great like storytelling device to me. I love check when people set a table. table up and it, yeah, and it doesn't get used because you know it's going to get used eventually, and and especially if it's not used immediately, it's going to get used in the worst way. So Kenny, mm-hmm. you know, just goes running at Okada. Okada bends down, grabs Kenny by his hips flips him up and give like this incredible amount of air over the top rope, over his back, launches Kenny and the Kenny lands on the table and it explodes. Explodes. So yeah, like the table sure earlier, the table earlier that Kenny stomped on remained whole. It wasn't even hardly damaged. The tables in New Japan are hard. They're not like the gimmick tables in WWE. So I feel like it's that like, Kenny stomped earlier with both feet on Okada's abdomen. You could not even tell that table was damaged. This table, Kenny hits with the full force of his back. It shatters into absolute pieces. It's another part where I screamed. I mean, it's it's a screamable part
1: because Okada grabs Kenny and they teeter on the they teeter on the edge, and it's it's important to know exactly how. Um, like the tension in those moments where like someone has you and you know what's going to happen if you do not get out of it and it just continues to escalate and then all of a sudden he kind of just throws Kenny at this table and he it just explodes and it looks like
2: yeah. Kenny dies. <laughs> yeah. It really does for a second there. Um and like so Kenny got his chance to like dominate this match so Kata's gonna get his chance to, to dominate this match for a bit in like uh, three quarters uh, of the way through I just
1: watched, sorry, I just watched that clip again like, he throws Kenny over his head yeah, out of the <laughs> ring onto the table
2: yeah, like, it's, it's an incredible amount of air, if honestly you, if you
1: miss that by even an inch something bad's gonna happen <sighs> sorry i had to watch it again
2: that's kind of of something
1: gives you chills like just watching it oh man
2: yeah and it's also like clear how just like how skilled okada is too oh yeah Um, oh yeah
1: and that these two these two have incredible chemistry in the ring
2: yeah and so um you know not only that you know the young bucks are so worried about kenny at this point Um, cause he has to get back into the ring by the count of 10 or he loses automatically. And again, because of Hebris, it's not like Okada could just, uh, you know, like let him be counted out. Like he, you know, in the fiction of this match, Okada could have just let Kenny be counting out and then he would win. But Mm no, Okada wants to finish him by his own move. He wants a pinfall submission, not a count out. So Mm -hmm. he drags Kenny back into the ring, perches on the top rope, and does a big drop kick, and knocks Kenny out so hard, like, he flips over himself.
1: Kenny's taken a lot of punishment, and I think it's, it's almost like, it's so, like, Kenny might have been deserving of it, but at the point where Kenny goes through the table, I think you can kind of see a little bit of a change. Yeah, like he's
2: might have bitten off a little bit more than he could chew here. And he
1: is like ragged at this point and... Yeah,
2: and, and of course like Okada just kind of does the Rainmaker pose which is where he spreads his arms wide open like he's gonna make it rain and then they do like the hard cam like zoom out. Zoom out, yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, and it's like okay, so here we are, and it's got to be close to the end because this match goes quite a while. I'm not yeah. sure of the exact timestamp on it, but
2: oh yeah, this is like like this is where we start to see like Okada's like okay like. Again, as soon as Okada starts to get the momentum, he's like, okay, now it's time for my finisher. So then he starts to set up Rainmaker Lariats and he just like, (sighs) he can't get it. Like, Kenny touches the rope or like, Kenny ducks it. And like, there's all these, like, they're just so frustrated at each other. Um, And we get this. And then Kenny does this incredible um, Snapdragon suplex from the top rope.
1: Top rope, yep
2: so they're they're like so frustrated at each other they're like fighting on the top rope and Kenny takes Okada and flips uh, Okada over um, over himself to land like Okada down on on the mat
1: yeah and it's and it's important to know that Okada still kicks out yeah like he takes this move but he still kicks out and they yeah. keep kind of harping on like the conditioning at this point like like both of them have been have a like condition to like go along a long time, um, but it's obviously wearing on the both of them at this point,
2: yeah, so then Kenny starts to go for like the knees, it's like, okay, like I've been trying to go for the one winged angel, that hasn't been working, like I've been trying all these different things, like what's the next thing I could bring out of my toolbox, so then they start doing um knee strikes, like running knee strikes, so your v trigger, um, and then you know, so Okada keeps trying for the Rainmaker. So they're just, like, going back and forth, Okada trying for the Rainmaker, Kenny trying, you know, hitting with knee strikes. And then so they they block it, um, you know, Okada starts blocking it, and geez, it just, like, goes back and forth with this for a while. Um, And then, you know, Okada hits this big Rainmaker and hooks the wrist of Kenny Omega and It looks like the match is over. It should be over. Mm -hmm. It should be. And then Kenny kicks out, like, (laughs) right at the very last possible thing. And the match has gone on at 40 minutes at this point. Mm -hmm. And Okada's just like, at this point, in disbelief. Because, like, I think up until this point, it was like, yeah, he's good. But, like, how good can he really be, right? And at this point, Okada's like, shit, like, he might actually be good. (laughs) yeah this kid might actually be good <laughs> yeah and you know at this point also the crowd is just like losing it they're just <laughs> losing it um and remember how we said njpw is all about fighting spirit like i feel like only the really truly villainous or cowardly heels are going to want to win by a count out, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. else, you want to win by their move, because by a move because that's the fighting spirit, right? And you don't want to show any weakness either. Um, And just like everything that they're trying, you know, Kenny keeps trying. He can't hold Okada down. He tries for the One-Winged Angel again and Okada just refuses to let him down. And then so Okada like struggles on Kenny's shoulders and eventually gets off and lands on his feet and just gets this huge rainmaker and turns Kenny inside out. Yeah, but but they're both down. Yeah. And so Okada has to crawl to Kenny and try for another rainmaker, but Kenny kicks it away. Um and like Kenny's still fighting. But then they uh, Okada goes for a fourth rainmaker and you know the these other you know he tries all this other stuff and then finally gets him, and uh, after Kenny tries the one winged angel again, Okada reverses it into a pile driver, um, which is when he grabs Kenny and like drives him down into the mat, and then finally gets that fourth rainmaker lariat, mm-hmm. and that's when Kenny just can't hold on anymore. And it, it is like
1: incredible, hell of a match. If you have a, if you have a spare forty five minutes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, I
1: highly recommend viewing this one.
2: Yeah, like the way ESPN put this really well, um, Kenny Omega became one of, the f- of just a few to ever kick out of Okada's Rainmaker finisher, and he did it multiple times in the same match. Um, and this is a direct quote. While Omega was able to hit just about every other sin- signature move if he had in his arsenal, he was denied every time he set up his one-winged angel on every occasion. Eventually, Okada held onto Omega's arm despite six... Or seven or eight kicks to the face and neck and went on to hit a spinning tombstone pile driver and a couple of rainmakers to finally finish off his nemesis and a card to remember
1: yep it's important to know that if kenny hits the one-winged angel on you you're finished
2: yeah so that's why I like everything okada on. could do to keep it out so you know okada has this habit then so the winner in njpw always gets to cut a promo like we said before so he oh, has, it's like,
1: important to know that Kenny the, the Bucks uh, uh scrape Kenny off of the mat and uh <laughs> yeah uh, wa- and help him to the back.
2: Yeah, he he's having a rough time. Um so Okada, you know, reiterates he's the number one guy in NJPW. Um and the second thing, unfortunately, uh the announcers didn't translate. So it probably doesn't matter too much. But the third thing is, he's going to make NJPW global, and you know, he clearly showed that he fought with such heart and guts, and that's what he's gonna do. And all the meanwhile, Gato's making like, you know, when you rub your fingers together to show that there's a lot of cash, that's what Gato's doing right now.
1: Yeah, uh, the, it's called uh, Mikey has it as
2: money fingers in the note. I, I don't what know what else you know call that. it. <laughs>
1: but it's, that's what it's called, they're money fingers.
2: Yeah. Um, and, you know... I think this is, uh, you know, this is where you, we get the backstage interview that uh, we sampled at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, Kenny releases a statement that he will be stepping away from Japan to reassess his future. And, it's really you know, sad. It's really sad. And people are like, that was incredible. You know, like, uh, it was, you know, labeled the best match of the year both in Japan and internationally, you know, international newspapers were giving it accolades, like, uh, six out of five stars, which hadn't happened, I think since like a match in 1994. Um, so that was like, what over like 20 years mm-hmm. that that had, ha- since that had happened. Um, mm-hmm. and while, you know, some of those things might be, well, like someone's just breaking the scale. Cause they're a big fan of Kenny Omega, or a big fan of Okada, or a big fan of new Japan pro wrestling. Like, it's still important to note that, like game reviews and stuff like that, like, you lose credibility if you just, like, vote with your feelings all the time when you're, like, these big publications. uh,
1: uh, It's really hard for me to believe that, controversial statement, perhaps, but it's hard for me to believe someone could watch that and not come away without thinking that was incredible. And if you don't, when you watch something like that, I'm unsure you know, like, why you like wrestling.
2: Yeah, it like, again, the story that unfolds through the course of that is is really just like, like with the Sasha and Bailey story, actually, that Mm -hmm. we, you know, that we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, they start out that match by much you know by believing much like Sasha started out thinking she was the boss like she was gonna win Okada starts out thinking that you know this is not like he might be good but he's not really worth this it's like oh well you know I'll challenge I'll let him challenge whatever um just because he's popular Mm -hmm. but you know they they end the match by really believing that each other are worthy opponents yep but at the same time like Kenny so is in disbelief that he could have been beaten that he takes a step back from wrestling.
1: Yeah, cuz this is a this is a man who is like he's so clearly driven, he's hungry, he's ambitious, he's all of these things. You want to say he buys his own hype? Hype is real. You know, it's not it's not just it's ego. But at the same time, it's, like, this very tangible thing. Like, you can watch Kenny Omega, and you can see him wrestle, and you can, like, watch him give interviews. And you can, it just, there's so much that pours out of this man, like, outside and inside of the ring. And it is, that spine tingling stuff. Like, the intro, like, the like the interview, like, this man just wrestled for 45 minute rolled his ass out of the ring and walked to the back and gives a unscripted promo that has a aching amount of like heart but it never loses its it never loses the kenny omega-ness of it you know what i mean yeah
2: and i think i think too like it's so interesting to me to think of how these two, like Okada is someone that, you know, came up as a New Japan young lion, but then really came to understand and idolize like the North American and Canadian style of wrestling. And to pull a lot of those same moves, like um, Kenny at one point in an interview called Okada the Ric Flair of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I don't think that's uh, an incorrect, like, thing, because Okada's definitely pulling from that tradition, like, he likes that tradition, he is interested in, like, incorporating that with New Japan, and then Kenny is someone that grew up in that, and, and started in that, um, you know, North American and Canadian, like, Western wrestling sphere and then became enamored with like joshi wrestling and new japan pro wrestling all japan wrestling like the japanese like um really like strong style and and like the fighting spirit and everything so like these are two guys that like they come from opposite wrestling traditions but then came to understand the other's wrestling tradition and like they're meeting in the middle So, like, you can see where they're trading back and forth and trading these blows and trading these spots. It's because they both believe in and care about and are invested in these moves and the way things matter with them. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that is really, really cool, like, to have, like, you can see that in the match. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I realized I'm like, oh, shit, like, they're doing these things because... They both grew up with like different elements of this. So And let's
1: like and let's like also talk about how this entire thing this entire thing is based on a professional rivalry. It is not like there's emotion here, but it's not it's not like on the side of sports entertainment where it's like you've you've done something to me, like you've 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 wounded me in some way. Um, and now I'm like, my revenge is to get back at you and take what you have. It is strictly who is better.
2: Yeah. And who's worthy of the belt. Yes. And, you know, speaking on that, as we said before, Kenny Omega is felt even in his absence, though, because he had been hounding Okada that, you know, he wasn't worthy of the belt. Right. He was just this figurehead. And whether he believes that or not anymore, um, you know, clearly that's gotten in Okada's head a little bit because what does he do? Like the first title defense he has after beating Kenny, he goes and has a title defense with none other than Minoru Suzuki. So Minoru Suzuki and his, um, Suzuki goon staple who are like villainous gangster, like, um, faction that he kind of has assembled. Um, Are legendary tough guys like minoru suzuki is one of the few like he's still active today and he's one of the few like veterans in new japan pro wrestling and he has this huge like what would you call it charlie like an aura about him
1: Mm -hmm. he's a very mean man
2: he's a very mean man to the point where it is an honor to be beaten up by minoru suzuki like it shows Mm -hmm. how tough you are like One of the last things um, Asuka of WWE fame now, before she left Japan, like one of the last things she did was have a match booked where she got beaten up by Minoru Suzuki because it was like on a bucket list of things for her to do because Mm -hmm. she wanted to prove how tough she was to get up, beat up by Minoru Suzuki. Um, Even though you know she was a Joshi wrestler, even though Japan doesn't have a lot of intergender wrestling, Um, so in order to prove that he's a true champion and not just this NJPW figurehead that Guido, like, hands bookings like he's handing out candy, uh, <laughs> he has to beat Minoru Suzuki. Like, that. Like, what's one way he can prove his worth is to beat Minoru Suzuki? And mm-hmm. then so uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is another rival, another professional rival of Okada, is on Japanese commentary. So there's like, there's a lot going into this match, right? And we won't go into it in depth, but um, like one thing that I really noticed watching it is Okada like eventually comes down to Suzuki's level, um, eventually after wanting to kind of maintain the high ground the same way he did with Kenny, but he has trouble bringing out the same amount of punishment and really getting down and dirty and nitty and gritty. Um, as Minoru Suzuki. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it's d- totally different.
1: You know, here's this pretty boy, you know, um, and then, you know, Suzuki's just here to grind you into the dirt.
2: Yeah. He, like, he's not having any of that. Um, and Okada is, like, struggling to, um, you know, and so Suzuki Goon comes in to interfere, like they do, and Chaos Okada's faction has to come in and clean up. Um, And so that leaves Suzuki and Okada alone in the ring without their stables on ringside to just ending up beating the shit out of each other. And Okada ends up finally, like through this gauntlet, being able to like it brings something out in him and he comes out on top. Um, With a rainmaker and a bloody mouth from just all the blows that Minoru Suzuki has inflicted on him and that he inflicted back. So it it really is like an incredible match. And it really does show like by the end of that, there is no doubt that Okada can go. It was just Mm -hmm. a matter of he had to. He had to prove it to himself. Right, and he had to throw away his hubris and, like, this, like, want to remain, like, like, this princely, like, haughty attitude. He had to throw all those preconceived notions of what it meant to get in the ring away. Yeah. And, and really bring out the monster inside of him.
1: Because it's important to know that, like, a lot of people came away from that Russell Kingdom match, saying that Kenny was the better man.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, like Okada was good and he was the winner, but Kenny put on the better show. And like psychologically, that is digging into Okada. And yeah. and it's clear. Um and, you know, so that's in February, at the end of February, two months almost after uh Wrestle Kingdom at a Ring of Honor, which is another wrestling promotion that um the Young Bucks are actually signed with that partners and jpw um so at ring of honor and new japan pro wrestling honor rising we see the return of the cleaner on february mm-hmm. 26th so mm-hmm. kenny has come back to wrestle in japan and so the person that comes out first is adam cole
1: adam cole isn't in- baby yes
2: oh my gosh <laughs> i knew it was coming <laughs> so adam cole comes out um adam is the ring of honor world champion at this point he comes in talking shit to the camera and talking about how it's too sweet to be the champ um which is uh like they do this like um what is it like like it's almost like the the way i would describe it is it's like a shadow puppet like when Mm -hmm. you do like a shadow puppet wolf um Mm -hmm. with like little you know horns or ears above so that was something they took from some um the nwo yep yeah, they did that. Which are like but... uh, a late 90s, like early 2000s American faction um, in WCW. And so they kind of appropriated it to th- be their mm. own thing to do too sweet. Um, so he comes out and he's all cocky. Um, you okay, know, okay. At...
1: Hold, on, hold, hold on a second, Mikey. Let's who? rewind. Okay. Who is who is Adam Cole, Baby.
2: Baby. <laughs> you give want me, me to describe? Give me your description.
1: I always want your description. I know who Adam Cole Bebe is. Okay. I would like you to tell me.
2: Adam Cole Bebe is <laughs> a short, stocky, um, like I guess junior heavyweight. Who whose ego he is like what, like five three? His oh, ego. No. He's
1: he's like five six.
2: Oh, okay, he's 5'6", six, but
1: he's like he's, very, noted... he's still short for a yeah
2: yeah um but his uh his ego is at least six five, and <laughs> he wrestles in little trunks and um has long hair and like blue eyes that I mention only because every time something doesn't go his way, he looks in just like utter disbelief and shock like I, I cannot. uh understate the degree to which his ego is just astronomical and uh at certain points in his career it has been his thing to make other people suck his dick um (laughs) metaphorically speaking maybe (laughs) um he really just like is just all ego just absolutely all ego that's that's Mm -hmm. that's adam cole baby and it it goes with it like so as we've been saying when he comes out to the ring um like his his entrance music literally has Adam Cole and then he'll like duck down and like spin around and stick like both hands out in like a gun pose when it says like Adam Cole and then he'll yell baby and then mm-hmm. everyone else even the japanese audience at this point loves doing the baby along with him Always. and it is just so loud and it's so it just funny. like you can tell it just like you know it's fostering that ego again, like, and he is the Ring of Honor World Champion, so you know maybe the ego is valid. Who can say? Yeah, it um, can say. But he he is he's a very good wrestler though. Um, yes, but and a very good personality, and he continues to be that uh, in WWE's NXT. Um, what is that Wednesday, Wednesdays on USA if you want to <laughs> see who Adam Cole yeah. is and you have a cable subscription you know he's he's well he's injured right now but or he's sick but yeah you know.
1: uh yeah you can see Adam Cole uh on NXT uh on Wednesday nights uh I would recommend doing so it is delightful um but yeah I love it I love Adam Cole um his taunt. I know you love taunt. Adam Cole that's his taunt Adam Cole baby so He's got this like entrance in wrestling, like even now, that's like so designed for audience participation. And it's yeah. incredibly good.
2: Yeah. So he comes out and like people love him. But then Devil Sky, Kenny Omega's theme, starts playing and the crowd just goes wild. <laughs> and uh, as the announcers say, you can feel the energy change in the room. And the look on Kenny's face when the crowd is cheering for him. And like, because his uh, Devil Sky is very rhythmic. Oh, yeah, they're clapping. Yeah, yeah, and they're clapping in time. <laughs> du, 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 you know, yeah. and so and then not only that, it's not enough for the adulation of the crowd. Kenny starts making the young lions, the, you know, clap. the trainees at yeah. ringside. He takes their hands and makes them clap in time to Devil Sky. And, you know, the announcers say he is the man who set the wrestling world ablaze in 2017, which is not wrong. Nope. Um, And, you know, it really is. This this matches so much because, like, obviously, it's great that Kenny's back. It's great to have him back. But we've got an issue. We've got a huge issue. So the the Briscoe brothers are not strictly affiliated with Chaos, Kazuchika Okada's faction, but they were old drinking partners with Chaos. So there's and and there's kind of a rivalry there between the Bullet Club and the Briscoe brothers. Right. Um, yeah, so this and, is, they're,
1: and they're rowdy, dirty boys. Like oh, really they're the rowdiest, dirty.
2: Like, really? Yeah. Like, you found them in a swamp and drug them through a sewer and like it spat yeah. them out like. Um, and, you know, so it, we've, we've we have Kenny Omega back in the Bullet Club in full style. Um, but really it's, this match shows the cracks and the seams in that leadership. And, you know, he's been gone for two months and, and what happened in the absence of him. Right. And these other personalities, like, as the announcers say, again, like Bullet Club is full of these alpha male personalities. You know, what happens when these other these other like wrestlers with huge personalities have had time to kind of exist without that leadership is uh, things that almost cost Bullet Club the match, honestly. Um, And, you know, Kenny will start to do these moves um, where where like he gets somebody in a lockup and then has like hand delivers. One of the Briscoe brothers to Adam Cole. And Adam Cole just like turns around and makes the crowd say, Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) And like they do this again and again. And like Kenny is just starts like first time, second time, he allows it, right? Third time, Kenny ends up furious with him that he's too busy cheering himself to actually wrestle. So, you know, at one point, then Adam also like gets somebody and he's like, Hey Kenny, you want some? And Kenny's like, I want some. You want some, Kenny? Come get some, Kenny. Okay. And then Adam tags Kenny mid ring and just does the baby again while Kenny is down and dirty with the Briscoe brothers. It's like incredible, just the degree. Like, <laughs> the you know, you want to talk about disrespect? Yeah, you want to talk about disrespect? The bu- Adam Cole of the Bullet Club has no respect for Kenny Omega. Just none but whatsoever.
1: It's almost like, it's like, does Adam have disrespect for Kenny? Or is he, is his ego just so large that he doesn't really know what he's doing? I think it's a little bit of both.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And like, he lets Kenny do a lot of the move, or a lot of the moves. Like, um, you know, Adam does have some things, like... He'll super kick um, a brother out of the way at the last minute. And, you know, Kenny's flipping brothers over the barricade and doing moonsaults into both of them. There's like this beautiful Mm -hmm. sequence where, um, you know, Adam does like super kick someone from um, from getting having an assisted move. And then Kenny just goes off. Um, But while he's doing this, Adam stands above just doing two sweets and screaming, beautiful, beautiful, baby. Um, and then Kenny tosses him back in the ring and lets Adam go at it. Um, but then, or he tries to, Kenny tells Adam where to throw one of the brothers, which is across the ring. But then Adam slams the brother into the ring post Kenny's next to and hurts Kenny's foot in the process. And so then Kenny takes out his anger on Okada using a headlock and then Adam feigns again and uses it as a distraction. Like Kenny's just like, okay, Adam's just gonna keep doing this. I might as well use it as a distraction to mm-hmm. um, to uh, do my shit while Adam taunts them. Like, okay, I gotta I gotta work with this. I gotta rethink my strategy. You know, um, I'm not gonna be able to show up Okada like the way that I would have wanted to, um, and. You know, there's one sequence in particular that ends with Kenny doing a beautiful, what the announcers call, Okada-like missile drop kick in a near fall, um, it, by it, one of the Briscoe brothers. You know, kind of showing off. Uh, I love this match.
1: Yeah, so it's a really much. good match. Like, it sounds like there's a lot of shenanigans going on, but like, let me just tell you how they play into the entire thing. <laughs>
2: yeah like again the shenanigans like further the story right um and you know eventually kenny comes to defend adam cole's honor against his rival jay briscoe of the briscoe brothers with um you know this amazing quick sequence including the you can't escape um and you know like and they're just like
1: they are literally just trying the trying to dismantle Adam because that's who they have the rivalry with. Like Yeah.
2: they
1: they they despise Adam Cole, which is yeah. easy to see why. Um Kenny, so they do a lot of a lot of bad things to him.
2: Yeah, and Kenny's like Kenny's not even necessarily wrestling them to like Kenny's opponents at this point are not the Briscoe brothers. They're not even Adam Cole. Kenny's opponent is His perception of what Okada thinks of him and how Okada beat him. And so, Mm -hmm. like, using someone that has that connection to Okada and like beating them would be great. But, you know, at this point, Kenny starts to realize like he can't wrestle the match that he, like, he can't show off like he wanted to, right? Yeah. And so, you know, they eventually do manage to, um, you know, have Kenny get the upper hand and, like, save Adam. And, you know, Kenny eventually gets to go for the one-winged angel. Um, doesn't work. Like, the setup gets reversed. Um, but Kenny does a V-trigger, and finally he and Adam Cole collaborate with Adam mm-hmm. Cole's move, the last shot, um, and that gets it. And you know the Briscoe brothers probably weren't a challenge for the both of them together if they were actually on the same level. But they'd they actually work together, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so Kenny wants to give Adam a big hug, say like, "Yay, we did it! Like, we put this rivalry to bed." But Adam isn't having it, and just offers his hand, and you know they do shake. But how? rude Adam wants to, yeah. Adam wants to have that relationship with the rest of the Bullet Club, like he does with the Young Bucks and the Elite, but you know realistically it's probably not realistic for that to happen because he's been gone for two months and Mm -hmm. you know it's not going to happen with adam anyway because adam the only person Adam,
1: adam is somebody who is in kenny's spot adam is the third guy in a group with the bucks he's got a close relationship with matt and nick
2: He's yeah they'd like, wrestled for years before um before coming to japan is, together he's
1: that guy who's in the bullet club kenny is absent for two months like matt and nick are with adam all the time and they're the super click it's adam is in the spot
2: and it's that it's that thing where you want to be friends with your best friend's best friend but like it just isn't gonna happen
1: happen Mm-mm. 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 and that uh that's a whole thing
2: yeah so then you know like the second day of honor rising kenny and the bullet club um you know defeat chaos including okada so it's um cody rhodes adam cole um you know kenny and the young bucks and okada and the Briscoe brothers um everyone has like this amazing entrance um but what's important is you know together working together finally they are able to defeat chaos and the Briscoe brothers but it's it's a little shaky yeah again because they're they're not quite in sync
1: and uh we've get we we got exactly how uh adam Feels about Kenny and vice versa uh, in uh, incredible Provo. So we're gonna put that right here.
0: I am not going anywhere. I am back. 2017 will still be Kenny Omega's year. It will still be Bullet Club's year. It will still be the elite, the, the elite's year. I will take over Japan. I will take over America and, yes, Whoa. <laughs> Kenny, listen, that was, a, that was a great speech that you had going on there. And I know that everybody is elated, they're excited to have Kenny Omega back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, but Kenny, you forgot to mention one very important thing. Not not just very important, but the important thing. And that is that Adam Cole is in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Adam Cole is the first ever three-time Ring of Honor World Champion. And, And Kenny, with all due respect, you're going to have a great year, but But the year of Adam Cole, that's the year that everybody is going to be talking about.
3: Adam Cole, baby!
0: Hey, that's nice, Adam, but... these people are Japanese. They don't understand you. He's got a point. So, I will end this now. Everybody, ROH fans, New Japan fans, goodbye, Ma, and good night, Bang. Well, is there trouble in paradise here with these two Bring Bring dynamic forces it. Bring within it. Bring Bullet Club? And guess who's in the middle? Those young bucks. Well, again, they... Oh, okay. We're Squaresville now. All That's right. good. All
1: right. All right. All right, so Kenny Omega has returned to New Japan. God.
2: This freaking promo.
1: <laughs> I love them. I love them so much. I love them because of the, like, structured hierarchy of the Bullet Club. It does not allow anybody to challenge the leader the way that Adam Cole seems to want to challenge Kenny Omega. And in my mind, there is no way anyone gets away with
2: disrespecting the leader of the Bullet Club at all. So at least they wouldn't if Kenny was actually focused on preserving the hierarchy of the Bullet Club and not his single-minded campaign against Kazuchika Okada, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> like, he just wants these people to support him while he doesn't really do any... like. He wants these people to support him as the undisputed, like, you know, number one contender for the heavyweight title. And wants these personality, these, you know, alpha personalities to just, like, back him because he's the best. And that's not what they're going to do.
1: No, there is, uh, there is some, there are some things bubbling away in the background. Um, Adam Cole, um, Adam Cole becomes no longer a problem. Uh, <laughs> um, some, some through some nefarious, uh, nefarious means, uh, Kenny does get his revenge upon Adam Cole for even thinking for a moment he could take leadership away from him in the Bullet Club.
2: Well, um, so so realistically, what happens is Adam Cole gets signed by WWE, <laughs> but yes. In in the back matter of um New Japan Pro Wrestling and being the elite, their YouTube web show, Kenny poisons Adam Cole and kills him.
1: <laughs> yes, after, with a poison
2: Monster Energy drink.
1: Yes, after um uh, making the Bucks kick him, uh, see, like kick him out of the Bullet Club, um, yeah, yeah much to their chagrin, um, uh, but um the poisoning and death of adam cole and being the elite is maybe one of my favorite things ever um it's very good it's like it was like the first thing they ever did like get a long form story going on being the elite um it's it's good
2: (laughs) yeah and uh just as a brief mention um you know kazuchiko kata is kind of having doing like house shows um i don't think he's really doing that many like belt defenses yeah he's just vibing i mean he doesn't really need to do anything else he does kind of like an anniversary show the 45th anniversary of njpw um and he defeats uh tiger mask w uh who we don't know at this point but is actually uh a masked koda Ibushi. but as far as we know i think koda is on like long-term like recovery slash not really wrestling at this Mm -hmm. point Mm um and you know we get some really interesting interviews from okada as well um around that same time um where he admits that he couldn't watch the finals of the g1 and he says of course i knew kenny won but it was too hard to watch after i was done i already knew how good kenny is and kenny is very very good um and also let us know that the g1 matches are kind of terrible and they're brutally hot and they happen in July and August in buildings without air conditioning. Um, and he hates facing off against Tanahashi in the G1. He just doesn't like wrestling him in that in those conditions, which I think is extremely fair. Mm.
1: I know. I mean, the G1 san- literally the G1 sounds miserable.
2: Yeah, it it really does. Like we described it, I think, as a gauntlet like a Mm -hmm. two or three month gauntlet last year or last episode um yeah and it really is so you know kenny's also having his own time he goes on a tv uh asahi who's kind of like the parent not the parent company of njpw but like that's where they're they air on tv the tv channel that they air on has a ceremony to make a list of the greatest wrestlers, um, and Kenny Omega is ranked number fifteen and ends up standing in front of Judge Kota Ibushi, um, who was his former tag team partner as part of the Golden Lovers. Um, again, you know, probably like the love of his life, it, at the very least, the wrestling love is of his life. But was abandoned by.
1: Also, let me just let me let's just reiterate: Kenny feels like he was abandoned by Kota.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And in doing so, so, has morphed into this
2: thing, this, <laughs> uh, you know, awful man and leader of these people who, other than the Bucks, kind of hate and despise him. Um, yes, so he tweets after this airs. Even after so long, I never forgot about you. I had so much I wanted to say, so much to tell you. Maybe in the ring and tweets screen caps of of the episode Kenny's in a place <laughs> He sure is I mean and and maybe you would be too after you know dealing with all of these inner struggles you know having to have people murdered to assert your dominance like is he just longing for you know, the easy days of having someone that completely understands him and and being on the same side of the ring as that person? Or, you know, is he just struggling with Koda or, you know, with um, Kazuchika Okada and, you know, kind of putting that off on his feelings for Koda? Who could say? Um, but it's clear okay. he's very much he has a lot of
1: demons. He's got a lot of demons, and it's it's he,
2: lonely at the top.
1: Oh, sure is, and it doesn't help that like there is nobody there to really support. It. Like the the books are like the only people that genuinely care about Kenny. Yeah, and like and he and he he's not the best friend all the time. Like he is this like Megalyn like villain a lot of the time, and like he lets them into that, and they're they. They're there, but is that like the best thing? To, like they, they put they push him up because they, they they care about him. Um but they also like that also makes it so he can like have some bad behaviors. It's not healthy. Um and it's just like Kenny just keeps like churning forward, especially when like Ibushi gets like brought in back into the mix a little.
2: Yeah, so he actually loses then that same day he makes that tweet he loses to tomohiro ishii in the new japan cup round one he loses in round one and tomohiro ishii i think at this point was part of chaos Mm -hmm. and it just really like i think cannot understate like I don't know if this was literally the first singles match that Kenny had since um, wrestling Okada, but it's a bad look. And, you know, not only that, but then Ishii's, like, next match, like, he fails to win the tournament. And so Kenny calls him out, you know, he's like, what the hell? Like, you beat me and then you can't even win the tournament, you piece of shit? He's so pissed. He's so pissed and meanwhile you know okada has a title defense against you know shibata who's not necessarily a no one but nowhere on kenny's level and you know wins of course and kenny's <laughs> so mad and you know the interviews that he and okada give i think really before you know before well i guess let's talk about setting up the the um their next challenge, because I think the times on this are, like, a little out of whack. But, um, so, you know, so, Okada and Kenny are both at Wrestling Dontaku 2017 on May 3rd. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny wins against Temohiro Ishii this time, because he's pissed. And, you know, he should win that match. He shouldn't have lost in the first place. He only lost, I think, because he was distracted. So then Okada um, is, you know, ha- defeats Bad Luck Fale, another member of Bullet Club, longstanding, one of the founding members of Bullet Club for the IWGP belt. And rather than mm-hmm. start with his promo like he would get to as the winner of the main card, he goes, what is it like? Ore! Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Kenny! And points. At Kenny
1: who let me just talk about it for a second Kenny is like ushering like the bullet club in towards the back and through like through the crowd Kenny's trying to but- avoid Okada I think at this point yes and when Oka- when Okada calls Kenny out Kenny turns around and His head whips around like he's been struck by lightning. And he gives this, like, knife-edged smirk when he realizes that Okada is challenging him again.
2: Like, Okada is thinking about him.
1: (laughs) I saw this GIF, like, a long while ago. Um, I saw it again last night, and it is... (laughs) It took me to some places. It took me to some places.
2: We're definitely whatever uh, compilation we do of all these like little moments, we'll definitely have that mm-hmm. that gif in there. So
1: Kenny go, Kenny like slides into the ring afterward, like just to lit like to he's like oh god, it's like talking, and he's just like they just like have this like face off again,
2: and it is yeah. So. And then Kenny Okada is like dripping with sweat after this match because um, and so Kenny throws him his bullet club towel and Okada mm-hmm. wipes himself off with the towel and then throws it down on the ground. Like Kenny's yeah, holding and- his hand out to like catch the towel and Okada just slams it down on the ground.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Kenny like like slides out of the ring and now he's got a little bit of swagger in his step.
2: He's been challenged. Well, not only that, he kisses his finger before doing the gun sign and pointing Ooh, it. Oh, yeah, Okada. he does. He, he does kisses that sometimes. his finger. He shoots Okada a kiss, and then he and then he swaggers out of the ring. Yeah,
1: like he the- swaggers out of the ring, and the whole way he's uh, he is mouthing off because that's what he does, and it's like his basically- crush
2: just asked him out to prom
1: oh yeah and it's it's really like he's like he's talking about how like okada's time is over and the people don't like you anymore okada they're tired of you being pushed down their throats Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's also important to know that the crowd is behind
2: kenny here yeah absolutely Mm mm-hmm and, you know, after Okada has his three things to say again, but basically he's just going to continue to be the best and to make a name for NJPW in the world. And continues
1: to talk, yeah, just continues to talk about it. He's going to take NJPW Global. <clears throat> I'm looking at my watch in 2020 and saying. Listen,
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't think Oka- that's Okada's fault. Uh, no, it's not.
1: it's not. It's
2: not. I mean, uh, he tried by having this feud with Kenny. He so. Did. So, you know, before they have this, um, you know, this next face off, they both give interviews and Kenny is so cocky. Um, you know, people don't care about you anymore, Okada. It's a promotional blitz to post Kazuchika Okada down everyone's motherfucking throats. You're free to make a choice.
1: Whatever Kenny swears, it catches me off guard. But then I realize he does so much in these interviews. Yeah,
2: he really does. Because, like, they don't censor, like, Amer- like, English curse words in these interviews or in the mm-hmm. NJPW promos. Um, he's not allowed to swear on, like, national television in the United States. It's probably, like, the divide there. But here, you know, if it's English, well, they're rude foreigners. Like, whatever. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he says, you're free to make a choice. Okada or Kenny. Um, in this, like, Bioshock-ass way. Freaking gamers. <laughs> <laughs> um. meanwhile though what's really interesting is Okada gives this very relaxed interview he's in this like Kenny's got the gray and black hair he's got like this t-shirt and then this like Have little a metal medallion on like a leather tie around his throat and you know he looks kind of kind of rowdy Okada just has the super relaxed, like, black tee with the gray sport coat and slacks on. And just, like, he's got a little sniffle. You know, maybe it's allergy season. But other than that, he's just super relaxed. And he just wanted to face Kenny again to show the world uh, that he can. And because he wants a tough opponent, like everyone else is too easy. And he says, I kept wondering how I would beat him. I faced a lot of guys, but it was the first time I felt like that. And the interviewer says that Kenny thought it was all him. And he pulled Okada up to another level. And Okada actually breaks the facade and grins and smiles and says, I don't know about that. That's all Kenny can say. He wasn't the only reason. He needs to have a sense of appreciation. It was simply a great match. Matches like that don't happen um, very often. But I don't think it was such a big deal. All my matches are great. I don't think that match was extra special because of Kenny. You know, and he just wants to settle any doubts about who's the better wrestler before NJPW goes to the US and goes to LA. And he wants another tough match. You know, he wants a test. And he gives a sense that Kenny is very beatable. And he's just another stepping stone for the great Okada before NJPW has their first US tournament. Um, heelish, yeah very much so like yeah just abs uh, like absolutely just kenny isn't living rent-free in his head
1: nope don't worry about that
2: like kenny kenny has it twisted right Mm -hmm. like i i really think you know based on how cool and calm and collected he is here and how he just laughs at the idea of kenny elevating his work You know, Kenny is the one that's so concerned with how Okada is, that he's got himself twisted around in his head with all these demons and anxieties. Okada just doesn't care. He just wants, he he, like, everyone else in New Japan is just so easy for him. He just wants someone that's tough. He just wants good matches. (sighs) And it's like, it's such, it's so interesting. Because like Kenny is clearly like a bundle of nerves and anxiety, but they both have these huge egos, right? Like maybe Okada isn't as clear and calm and collected as he appears to be, but that's how Kenny was going into that first match. So now the shoe is on the other foot.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really really this. I don't want to say the roles have changed. But now that there is so much there, now that there's like this very obvious ground of support for Kenny. Ken, Tokata is shook, even though he's really trying to not be.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's definitely like he's trying to put on this face because then what does he go and do before their Dominion 2017 match? He goes and buys a $300,000 sports car.
3: If that's not trying to
2: you know, if that's not an indicator of feeling inadequate, I don't know what is. (laughs) It's like he has to prove that his money and his status is worth something.
1: Yeah, and here and here we are. We're on the precipice of Dominion. Two thousand seventeen. The big show, like, that's in the middle like it's right in the middle of summer. It is. It's in the beginning of summer. Excuse me. not It's the July
2: eleventh. Yeah. It's June eleventh. Sorry. It, and this is the first time Kenny and Okada have had a
1: singles match since Wrestle Kingdom.
2: It's where Asuka, Joe Hall.
1: Yes. It's. It, it, it's this like it's this huge, huge thing. They're gonna do it again. Let's see what happens now. Like, is it going to be as good as Wrestle Kingdom? Like. Can Kenny win? That's the important thing. Like, can Kenny win?
2: Yeah. And there's there's so many things that they have to prove, like what whether they're trying to act like there like is how, or not.
1: Like, how do you one up? Like, how do you one up like a like maybe maybe one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time? Right. Like, how do you do that? Like, it it seems almost impossible. Like, just from like a sports standpoint, like how do you have the best How do you have, like, how do you talk the best game you've ever played? Right. Do you? (laughs) Um, I would wager a guess and say, absolutely you do. Because this match
2: fucks. Yeah, like, if, you know, the last match, now they do start again very slowly. So, you know, it's not like they come out of the gate just roaring. I want to be very clear. However you know through the course of the match we see that things are maybe not the same as what they were before um but first off you know there this is not even though this is a big event this is not the tokyo dome we don't get the big showy entrance from kenny omega you know he he just but but.
1: (laughs) we do have kenny and the bucks in matching gear um, that is very important to me. They're all matching. And there's this, like, these tights are the same kind of black leather, but they have this, like, um, symbol on them. And they, like, the Bucks have, Bucks gear have the symbol. It's like, a the skull, I think, like, the metal skull that's on here, I think is, like, it's, like, wreathed in flame. And it reminds me of a album cover. Like a metal album cover. And mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's mega Death. I think it's mega death. Um, So that's like cool. And I know Kenny loves that kind of music. So like I'm pretty sure that, that it's like aping off of that. And it's a good look. But it's not as good as the Tokyo Dome tights. And Kenny's hair is ridiculous here.
2: Yeah. Um. Remember how last episode I said for one of the press conferences he looked like a Farscape villain? Um, he's got that same look again. Like, his hair is like in braids and like a ponytail to like keep it back. But it's also like he's come to play. Like, all he comes out backed by the Young Bucks, you know, no super flashy stuff, just his regular pyro, you know, like, like you would get as like a big wrestler. Um, and he's like, one more time you know, and makes the, he slices his finger across his neck and he won't be beat again.
1: Nope. And I, like, it was hard for me to believe how much Kenny like, for being a heel, like, for being a heel which I think was, like, it's, like, the entire thing about Kenny is, like, for being this, like, heelish person, like, he's got so much charisma that it's really hard for him to stay in that box. And trust me, he tries. Like, but it's, it's, it's not Kenny's fault that people want to cheer for him, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and, like, the, the thing is, you know, he really, like, he, regardless of whatever persona he has, like, it's clear that he can go and that he mm-hmm. is, you know, this really incredible wrestler. So I think it's really no surprise that he... You know, like, I think it's important to note outside of the um the storyline, New Japan did not give him anything. Like, he wasn't ever handed anything on a silver platter. Like, any... Any storyline he was involved with or ended up doing is really stuff he either just did himself without really, like, you know, uh, it's easier, you know, the saying, it's easier to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kenny and the Young Bucks as the Elite, like, really embodied that. Like, as we found out, they didn't even ask to do the Elite. That was just a thing that happened. And some of that, I think, too, was because the you know new japan was so hands off with the foreign talent um mm-hmm. you know it was just kind of like well you guys are heels like just you know kind of do whatever um which gave them like a a creative freedom that they wouldn't have found necessarily in like wwe um like oh, as no long no. as like as long as you were kind of within the confines like um you know you kind of got to do whatever um, and so I think, too, because of how the booking works, it's like, well, if you have an idea and you, like, pitch an angle um, and you're, like, and the crowd is obviously behind you, is obviously into what you've been doing, um, you know, given this kind of, like, loose box that you've been fit into, it's like, well, they want... It's not, like, how it was so much in WWE... And continues to be where it's like well we want you to be the heel and you're going to be the heel and the other person's going to win and we'll do whatever it takes to like maintain that facade you know in new japan it's like with the fighting spirit being like the real thing i really do think it seems as though like if somebody if the crowd is interested in somebody they will kind of say well what can we do to make those people the winners like chaos started out you know they were a japanese faction but they started out as a heel faction and now at this point chaos are the faces mm-hmm. um you know cuz they became popular and there's kind <laughs> there's kind of a trend of that you know i would say arguably bullet club started out as this heel faction and now after all of these events and today like bullet club is kind of a face faction um you know so there's there's this trend of you know the character work and and the people in wrestling, like, get the crowd behind them, they get over, and then NGPW says, well, we don't want the people who are over to be the losers, because that's not, like, we want the crowd to be cheering yeah, for the winners.
1: The yeah.
2: Right. So, so like, it's really interesting in that way, rather than WWE that wants to kind of force, like, not that WWE is wrong, necessarily, it's just a very different style of different. wrestling and storytelling.
1: let so all of let's this to get, say... Let's get into this because it's one hell of a match.
2: Yeah, Okada manages... First, I do want to say Okada manages to come out with an even more ridiculous cloak robe than he did the last time. As, <laughs> you know, uh, it, he, the announcers point out that he went out and bought this $30,000 car.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, like... Oh, and, and, he's, and they also say that uh, G- uh, Gato got a Ferrari that was even more expensive
2: right right (laughs) um yeah like the tinsel necklace is back but like bigger and better and like oh you know what he's got a cape over his robe that's what's happening and there's feathers involved it's a whole affair um it's really really kind of incredible um and i do want to say the red gold silver and black that okada has works very well for him That's so good Okada is a very handsome man. Just because we like Kenny, don't get it twisted. Okada's also... No, Okada's Okada's fantastic.
1: I know know we're spending a lot of time talking about Kenny here, and I get it. Um, But you have to understand that Kenny is very special to Mikey and I. Uh, Yeah. So we spend a lot of time talking about him. But Okada is fantastic.
2: Yeah, and that's why I wanted to kind of talk about his interviews and stuff that he's done, too. Because, mm -hmm, like, Okada rocks like he is a rock star um, yeah and you know they, they talk again about how Kenny wasn't w- able to hit his one winged angel Um, he apparently gained 50 pounds of muscle for this match uh, that seems I like don't an know exaggeration whether, it seems like an exaggeration but also like he's definitely bulkier or more cut than he was before that is true Um, you know so Again, like I said, we kind of start kind of slow. They start with the grapples and submission maneuvers. And then Kenny starts goading Okada, pushing him, like just pushing Mm -hmm. him. And Okada just Just
1: like push. He's pushing him and he's like, hit me, hit me, hit me, do it. Yeah, like hit
2: me as hard as you can. And then finally, uh, he because he's trying to use Okada's like confidence and cockiness against him. And then finally Okada starts going. And sends Kenny down to the mat with an elbow. And he does a somersault senton, which is like, he, like, what would you call it? Like, somersaults, like, off the top of the ring? Ropes. Yeah, you somersault
1: all the, all the top of the ropes. And then, like, the senton part is, like, just when you, like, kind of, like, somersault and then hit someone with your back. Like, you land on your back onto them. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, so, as he's landing, Kenny gets his knees up. Oh, um, yep, yeah. Devastate- devastating. Devastating. Yeah, devastating and, maneuver with the knees up yeah so like already like they've started you know to go and go at a faster pace and kenny's already like dang, you know already putting okada in the danger zone and tries to one-winged angel and like the match hasn't even hardly started yet yeah um, you got to
1: get it in early because if if kenny's dictating the pace then we're going to get we're going to get there like yeah as soon as possible and it's uh, it, it doesn't it's funny work. because no, the one winged angel you have to you, you usually have to hit it on somebody that you've put through the ringer. But it's part of Kenny's like over. I don't want to say overconfidence. It it seems that way, but really it's like okay, let's end this. Let's do this. Let's get it done. Like so, it's not necessarily it's rooted a little bit in overconfidence by the way, like he tries to execute it. But really, it's just him trying to end this <laughs> before it even begins. Really,
2: yeah. And, you know, so each of them ends up then spotting each other's moves and countering like like they've studied each other. They know each other. So it's it's totally unreasonable for any of this to work, but they're going to try it anyway. You know, Okada fails to drop kick Kenny because Kenny just like steps aside and then Okada ends up tweaking his knee, which is really rough.
1: Yeah. So then this becomes a game of, okay, Okada has hurt his knee. Kenny smells blood in the water.
2: Yeah. So he... Again, this isn't like... This is maybe like 20 minutes into the match, if that. Kenny goes for the rise of the Terminator. And yep. so he starts doing it, but Okada slides back in and takes a boot to Kenny. And Okada then tries to do a flip out of the ring, but he lands on his tweaked knee. Um, You know, he hits... He hits Kenny, but really Okada hurts himself more than he hurts Kenny. So then, of course, the Young Bucks make a huge show of checking on Okada to be sportsmanlike, which I think is really
1: good. Yeah, who the heel announcer? The heel announcer here. His name is Don Callis. He's known Kenny for a very long time. He's yeah, they like grew
2: up together. He was like involved with Kenny's uncle, who was also a pro wrestler. Like he taught Kenny a lot of stuff and like helped him come up in the um. They're both from winnipeg manitoba um so like (laughs) i think at one point he even like lampshades it and says like i don't you know if new japan hadn't wanted me to call this match and like help kenny out then they wouldn't have put me here yeah yeah had me here with someone with whom i have like 16 years of history or something like that which you know fair He's very good. Like I like him a lot. Um, he's he's a lot of fun, yeah.
1: Uh and he calls he calls uh Gato a wood tick at one point. Oh, I missed like, that.
2: <laughs> God.
1: That made me laugh a lot. Um uh, because it's like constantly like he's constantly yelling about how Red Shoes is only haranguing the bucks about like going over to check on Kenny and Yeah, like, they not-
2: are. It, it's I true. mean Red Shoes is Red Shoes is not a good referee. <laughs> no. He's a fun referee. He's not a good referee. There's a distinction. Um, and he's
1: always just like trying to like stop the Bucks from doing something.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it, so, and it
1: outrages Don.
2: Yeah. So Kenny goes for a top rope jump again and acts like he's gonna, you know, do some fancy move, but instead he hits Okada's ankle. Um and so Gato's like, come on, Rainmaker, come on! Uh and you know, Kenny gets after taking out his ankle, he gets him in a figure four, which is like oh, it's oh, it's an incredible sequ- sequence. Like Kenny gets God, it caught they, in the figure they four. They spend so much they, time in the figure so four. Cha- yeah,
1: they spend it's so like much time. It's like ten in
2: this. minutes. It's like ten minutes in the figure four, which a figure four is like. Uh, uh, it's not quite like a human octopus type move, but it's like you get like all four of your limbs are, ha- are on or containing your all four of your opponent's limbs. And so, like, it really becomes something where they're, like, reversing and counter-reversing. And, like, it's unclear, like, basically at any point who is in charge and who is in control of this submission maneuver. Um, And Gato is just yelling, like, is struggling, Kenny is struggling, you know, and it becomes, like, a very technical match again which is really interesting. So, like, you know, they start slower and then they pick up the pace pretty quickly and then it comes back to a slower match again. Um, So, th- a table comes out. Kenny starts punishing Okada on the table. The Young Bucks are just smirking. Um, They're out of, you know, they get out of the ring at one point and Red Shoes is just not counting. Don Callis is... Incredulous at this, like they're both like um, you know, Okada's down, and he really should be counting because Okada needs to get back in the ring, and you know, it really does feel like it's Kenny's match at this point because he's just abusing Okada, he's just abusing yeah. Okada, and you know he I think at one point like leaves him to lay there on the ground, and only when Okada like gets up does red shoes start counting. Um, which is just like unfair, really. So
1: unfair, really.
2: (laughs) It's obvious who Red Shoes is kind of there for, but um, you know, and Okada like tries a sequence, but his knee is definitely not having it. Um, you know, his his knee like gives out in the middle of a string of moves. Guido is yelling again, come on, Rainmaker, get up, Rainmaker, you know. Um Mm -hmm even though he's japanese it's uh, to be clear he always yells in english um when he's cheering on okada um and they're so evenly matched and even when he's injured like okada sequences are so smooth like it's just oh it's it's so good um he's, and he's just like
1: like, it's very clear that he's, like, a prodigy at this.
2: Yeah. You know, at one point, Kenny grabs Red Shoes instead of the rope. Like, he grabs at Red Shoes <laughs> to try... Because he's, like, you know... Like, Kenny's kind of out of it, too. Like, Okada's knee is bad. Kenny is starting to... His grasp on reality and consciousness starts oh, to be it's a little going. shaky. Yeah. 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 And so that he's, like, weakly grabbing at Red Shoes thinking that red shoes the rope because i don't know (laughs) but um yeah like okada throws kenny at one point over a barricade again um and runs and jumps to cover him but again like he he just can't it is a recurring theme of this match that that early injury quote unquote to his knee whether it is or not you know in the fiction of the match it is i want to be clear like, that is just keeping him from being able to put it away. Um, yeah. He, he went too hard too fast. And, you know, Don Callis is just angry the whole time. Yeah. Um, well, what, and you Ken- can- and
1: it's, it's very clear what's going on here.
2: Yeah. And like,
1: red shoes and all, this ga- all the garbage. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So Kenny does this beautiful moonsault off of the top rope. Um, again 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 and then you know does that and then gets up again and does a missile drop kick from the top rope again both nasty repeat in a repeat of the shot from their previous encounter you know does uh, the missile drop kick to the back of Okada's head and then he tries to get him up to, to slam him down into a power bomb almost does it but Okada kicks out Kenny Mm -hmm. can't get Okada and a snapdragon, either, a a suplex to flip him over the back, Um, but he does do a one-winged angel tease, and then does a you-can't-escape, and Gato is, like, super worried (laughs) about this point, because, like, this is not how he expected this match to go. It's not Kenny's match by any amount of money, but Okada's not on top, and that's a problem. Because even in the last match, like... At this point, Okada still it kind of felt still like he was in control. Um, and it was Kenny who had to pull out Kenny all the chops.
1: Kenny Kenny came with Kenny came with everything he had.
2: Right. And so they start doing chops to each other, which ooh, and, isn't ooh, even like Ken- that's not even like a Kenny uh, or an Okada thing. That's a Kenny Omega thing. Kenny so. can- Kenny's
1: chops. They always talk about how big Kenny's hands are, because when Kenny does the chop, it is just like like it so is a chop is like so you loud. just like
2: slap your hand like full force into someone's chest chest and nasty. so it's like a knife hand if you've ever done like martial arts it's kind of like that but mm-hmm. instead of striking sometimes they strike with like a knife hand with the narrow part of the hand and sometimes they strike with the flat it kind of depends yeah. it's it's you know it's not like a super technical move it's mostly to you know it creates the loud sound of like skin slapping skin um but mm-hmm. it also, like, genuinely does hurt. And, you, you, you know, you get the force of, like, someone being knocked back um, without having to, like, punch and do, like, something that would actually, like, hurt internally. It's just, like, an external thing. But, like, when yeah, you look at someone after seeing them be chopped, like, their chest is, like, bright red.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it'll even cut you open.
2: Yeah. So, you know, like they have a chop sequence, which this is something Kenny Omega is known for. Absolutely not something Okada is known for whatsoever. And Guido is very worried. Um, but however, the young bucks are also worried because they get pushed back to the apron. There's kind of this like grappling on the apron. Uh, it's scary. Apron is the hardest part of the ring. And the, that's the kind apron of like a is scary And that's kind of like a meme in wrestling commentary, but I learned um, that that is because there is no, there's padding. Um, So all like a wrestling ring is, is like pine boards that are like suspended so that they kind of bounce and give when people are on it. And then there's like a thin layer of padding over the top so that the blows are at least muted like a little bit when they fall. However, there is no, there's no padding on the apron. The apron is just the pine boards. Yeah, So, it is the hardest part of the ring because it hurts.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it hurts. When it hits and it's stiff like that, like when you get like like this, like Kenny gets like he gets like kind of like suplex like onto the apron.
2: Yeah, because you think about like physics wise you think about like when you hold like a jump rope, like the two um, most stable points are the ones on either end where it's being held. It's the same with pine boards. Like that is where they flex the most in the middle they don't flex hardly at all at the ends physics wrestling physics lesson from mikey
1: <laughs> and this is when this is when kenny this is when okada gets that table out
2: Ah, oh, it sure is okada,
1: okada gets his table out and he like he like uh, he like has this prone kenny omega and it's so so obvious that kenny is like in this like he's in this position where he's like kind of like in distress like and he's like you feel like, ba- you feel almost like lights out yeah he's like he's like being carted onto the onto this table and the Bucks are screaming and red shoes is being like very weird and like keeping the Bucks away it's stopping for them from like helping kenny out and technically if you come outside the match like outside the ring like you should like you shouldn't be doing this like that should the thing no.
2: Um, like our Gato should be being controlled in the same way, right? Yeah, but
1: it's not. It's so it's like very clear that it's like this bias. Um and I don't know if it was Which books is like, like that
2: but Yeah, that's that's not like us just saying that. It's like pretty obvious that that's what's going on.
1: Yeah. Uh Kenny does manage, however, uh to 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 not go through the table at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, at least at least there's that, and and Kenny like manages to get back in the ring, and Kenny has this amazing ability to like just go off, just like quick, quick, quick. Like if you think you've got him out, like he can like catch you with something. In this case, like he catches Okada like in midair with a power bomb, like intense like extremely extremely intense um and the and the bucks are like are just cheering him on like they haven't done anything nefarious like i think they've left their little they're a little bit nefarious like stuff a little bit behind them um because well because they want they want
2: kenny to win yeah all they're
1: doing is help is is trying to be there and be supportive for kenny
2: they really do want to support him i think because if they if they start doing dirty, risky business, then you know that could cost Kenny the match, yeah uh and so and they are they are at their hearts like they support Kenny hundred percent of the way,
1: yeah, hmm which is like very wholesome like in this in in this thing like that is maybe a little dark sided it's very a very wholesome thing that uh, I love a whole lot, and then we get this, like, kind of very quick sequence of, like, like Ke- Okada yelling, and then there's a chop, and then, like, Kenny tries for a snapdragon, and it, and it doesn't work, and then, like, the Rainmaker doesn't work, and then Kenny finally gets Okada and- in-, in a snapdragon, so he-, he, like, grabs Okada, and, like, the way you know Kenny's gonna do a snapdragon suplex is he grabs you, and he, he like, pulls your arms backward, um, when he like, the back of his hands up, um, so you can just like literally snap you into the map. Um, it is it's a beautiful sequence of missed of missed events, but I think it's really cool.
2: I think we we missed like the rainmaker that Kenny kicked out of, um, which of course infuriated Gato. Um, and the the Bucks this whole time are like, "Let's go, baby! You're still in this, baby! Like you got this." which they call, they're calling Kenny baby during this whole match, which I think is very funny. It's um, very good. They weren't, they definitely weren't doing that the last time. Um, so they're like, you're still in this. Um,
1: you ever catch when they call him Ken? They don't call him Kenny, they call him Ken?
2: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, so then, you know, Okada finally gets Kenny onto the table. Um. You know, on... Well, he gets him onto the turnbuckle and then kinda drop kicks him on the turnbuckle, like pops up and kicks him and gets him near the table, and the Bucks are furious. Oh, this sequence. Oh and boy. So he Okada does this driving elbow onto Kenny onto the table, but Okada hurts not only does Okada hurt himself more than he hurts Kenny, but the, the table, table doesn't break. Doesn't, yeah, it's it's clearly supposed to break and it doesn't break.
1: No, and like Kenny's like in this crumpled heap on the ground, and like oh the god is so bad. The bucks try to like come over and give him some water, and like the doctor, can, like the doctor's like, oh, no, he like doesn't like he doesn't want that to happen. And I'm like, and and at this point, like John Callison commentary is like, he's like, where where'd they get this doctor back in the 1960s? Oh, like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah don is furious it's
1: it's also true it's like kenny's like in this heap he like needs help A bucks want to help him but this doctor quote unquote supposed to be checking on him is like no you can't give him any water um
2: uh,
1: it's very frustrating as like someone who's watching and like reading for kenny right (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure it's it it (laughs) it hurts but like you can tell um and it's funny because one of the announcers said i get the impression that gato wasn't very happy with that risk um but so kenny's still got the fighting spirit um but he is broken oh yeah and um like he can't even stand he's just like flailing at okada um you know okada tries another um Rainmaker, it doesn't really work, but he maintains wrist control. And Kenny's just like fighting to stay on the ropes. Um and Okada does another Rainmaker, and Kenny just like goes flat out. And you think like I was like, oh my god, this is it. He's in such a way. Yeah, he is He's in, in such a, a way. Very bad, and bad, bad. Ghetto just screams, finish him. And Kenny's hands are limp, like he can't grab Okada but Okada can't get up to cover. That's the thing. Like, he keeps trying all these moves. He lands them, but he then that's, like, the last burst of energy he has, right? He doesn't he have... Like, he the has cover. the fighting yeah. spirit to make the move, but he can't cover. And then, so the Bucks are like, no, 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 he's fine. Come on, Kenny, you're still in this. And then the rest of Bullet Club comes streaming out. So the rest of them have had their matches already. Cody had a big match, and but he comes out still in a full suit. And Cody is determined to throw the towel. In. He's determined to throw the towel. In, but the Bucks will not let him. They're like fighting, like so hard to keep him. It's like an honest to god struggle. And um, the Bucks are like, he's got this. He's got this. Like, don't no, don't don't throw in the towel. And the rest of the Bullet Club doesn't believe him. And it's like, like when I say the rest of Bullet Club, I mean the entire rest of Bullet Club. Oh yeah, it's like they don't have. They would rather throw in the towel to preserve their leader than have him, like, lose or, like, get injured or worse. Like, which is, again, just, like, a very cowardly heel move, right? Like, Kenny still wants to fight. It
1: maybe to be, like, noble. And maybe you think Cody is doing this, like, to help Kenny to, like, make sure he doesn't suffer any more pain. But then you just realize that it's not that. Is it they don't have any faith in him? Yeah. Like, they don't have the faith in him that the Bucks do. Like, if Kenny, if, if this is going to end, it's going to end on Kenny's terms, whatever that right. is, right? And that's how the Bucks believe, that's what the Bucks believe, and that's what they well, will and stand that, to do.
2: And, well, and that's the thing, it would be a very cowardly thing to throw in the towel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, like, Kenny is still willing to fight. Um, you know, so, meanwhile, though, because everyone is distracted, it gives Kenny the ability to... Take time to recover because even the ref is like, like even even Red Shoes, God bless him, (laughs) is like, okay, this is a problem. Am I gonna have to throw these guys out or what? And like Gato and Arcada are like, what are going, what's going on? So Kenny manages to pull some kind of strength together, and he does a V V trigger, he does a reverse Hurricane Rana, which is like again, like where you grab someone and like flip them over under you. And the rest of the Bullet Club, the audience, Gato and Okada, cannot believe Kenny's comeback. Like, Okada does not expect this at all. And it's that moment where they, like, Bullet Club, like, snaps. Like, they had been fighting against, and, like, Cody almost threw in the towel at one point. They go from that to hammering on the apron. Like, they just leap on the apron to start cheering Kenny on. Mm
1: -hmm. And so, like...
2: Yeah, and so the, you know, as they do this, like, the towel ends up, like, not being thrown, but, like, Cody sets it down to start cheering, and Kenny picks up the towel, uses it to wipe himself off, does a V-trigger, and then, uh, missile drop kicks Okada in the face. Um, yeah. And, and it is just Kenny's, incredible. Yeah,
1: whenever Kenny's desperate, he starts, he gets, he, um, really comes to his, like, knee, his knee offense. Uh, So it is just, like, the succession of, like, a knee, like, a jumping knee, and then, like, to to try and get, like, Okada down, and then Kenny does it again, he does another running knee strike to the back of his head, and he, like, tries, he he tries at that point when someone's shaking, because usually it's a combination of, like, a V-Trigger, and then you get up into the One-Winged Angel, because it's, like, that has, like, knocked your lights out enough that Kenny can get you up and execute that move, Um, but... Anytime he gets Okada up, it's it's just something that uh, he, Okada manages to wiggle down from.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's this one. Um, but, oh yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so you know, he, Kenny has like a Kenny gets it for like a second, but then, um, you know, Okada ends up kind of getting the control instead and you know then uses the towel to wipe himself off (laughs) and god it's like you know the announcers put it really well every time omega creates an opportunity okada shuts the door and yeah like so you know kenny just manages to get an arm up to like shoot okada and then Okada grabs it and does a Rainmaker. And it's, oh God, it's so much. And the crowd at this point is
1: clearly chanting for Kenny. Like, they want Kenny to win. Like, Okada and Gato have pulled, like, and Red Shoes and this, like, collusion have, like, have, like, pushed the audience to be like, oh no, Kenny needs to win this. Like, Kenny is who we want to win this. Um, yeah. Yeah like so that's incredible they're not
2: doing the thing where omega and okada are blurring anymore they're like clearly chanting for for kenny like they're Mm -hmm. chanting kenny 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 and it is like when you feel that like energy change is just you're like oh my god like can he actually win this can he pull it out like uh so kenny starts to go for the one-winged angel but okada doesn't want it and he reverses into this tombstone which is like a driver move like he grabs kenny and drives him down and both men are out of the ring um they're just like lights out okada can't manage a cover again so he just yells he's on the ground and he just yells because Mm -hmm. he wants and he also just wants to beat kenny with his move, like again, he could just let Kenny get counted out, but he doesn't. Like he, he's so frustrated that he can't make this happen. Like this was supposed to be easy. And yeah, yeah, but
1: but it's been anything but. And it, 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 anytime, when he like, yells,
2: it's like that is it's a guttural. That, it's like a, such a guttural thing. Yeah. Well, and it kind of seals the deal too, right? Like this isn't like it was before, by yeah. any means.
1: And the match shows you that too. And like like Akata goes for another tombstone because it's like something also he uses to put people away. Um Kenny blocks it. Um and it's funny because like the Russell Bullet Club is like fanned out around the ring still. And like you can see Hangman at a page, um, just like he can't even watch. <laughs> and hangman's like in this like this get like get like button down shirt where he's got this his bolo tie on. It's yeah, incredible. you can
2: see it on the cover. Um, it's it's a look that's for sure. Look, but yeah, he's like looking like a kid watching a horror movie, um, and that is kind of how it feels. Um, and yeah, because because Ke- Kenny can't even stand up anymore, really. Uh, um, yeah, he,
1: he manages another knee strike, and, and and again, like like the the height he gets on these knees while he's on jelly legs is like. Incredible. And it's not the thing where you're like, well, he's clearly not really that tired. No, Kenny looks like he is drained.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think at this point these things. This point they've gone on for longer. Oh, it's been an hour? Yeah, it's it's been well, it's so their last match went for like 45 minutes. I think at this point it's like 50. And they have a time limit of 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. So You know, at this point, they've gone on longer than their previous match. Um, You know, Kenny keeps trying these knee strikes with less than five minutes remaining. And he pulls up two finger guns, clearly trying to gather strength and gets Okada down. But like, just can't pin him. And and not only that, refuses to pin him uh, because he wants to pin him with the one winged angel. That's the other key thing here. He keeps trying all these moves, but he wants to prove that he can get Okada with the one-winged angel, which he wasn't able to do last time. Any, and, at any uh, point, Kenny could win the match here, but he is refusing to do so.
1: And let me just also be very clear. In the time, of, in the time slightly before where we are right now, there is a rainmaker that Okada attempts. Kenny is so tired, and this is probably my favorite part in this match. Oh, yeah. Okada's got his wrist, and he pulls him in for the Rainmaker, and Kenny misses it because he collapses. He just falls over, and he sends Okada sailing over Kenny into the corner, and it is this incredible, so incredible, like, Kenny just, like, falls like a dead body. (laughs)
2: yeah definitely gonna have a gif of that because it's just incredible stuff he corpses like he doesn't just collapse he like full-on corpses he melts he liquefies Yeah.
3: yeah
2: um and you know so again okada does get a drop kick in can't cover goes for another spinning twisting tombstone and does it but can't make the cover okada does a german suplex and He He gets gets bridge, perfect bridge after like 57 minutes, but Kenny kicks out (laughs) because Okada can't, like he can hold the bridge, but he can't hold Kenny. Kenny gets Okada in a package where he's like, you know, completely covering Okada. Okada kicks out. Okada gets a missile drop kick, but he's too tired to cover. Like they keep trying to do all these showy moves, but then they don't have the energy or the body strength to actually get the pen fall there's and two
1: minutes left in this match okada just starts
2: yelling and crawling like this is a horror movie and with one minute like kenny gets a snapdragon um you know the- okada does another missile drop kick another like very tired rainmaker there's 30 seconds left and both of them are laying down okada <laughs> starts crawling towards kenny again with 10 seconds left Kenny, you can tell is like he cannot stand 60 minutes is up they're checking kenny's eyes with a pointer light and it's a time limit draw Draw. kenny is still reaching to okada he does not realize that he's lost he's not aware of what the result is i mean nobody well nobody it was a draw but he didn't win yes he doesn't realize that the result is he did not win and that's one is of is very favorite. upset. Yeah, no one, one will tell things, him. Though. No yeah. one will tell him what, like, and then eventually the Young Bucks are like, it was a draw. It was a draw. But Kenny cannot comprehend that. And the crowd is cheering for Kenny. The Bucks are like, they love you. Kenny is crying and shaking his head in disbelief. It's so much. They have to drag him out of the arena, the Young Bucks do. And meanwhile, Okada can't even stand with the belt. Gato is yelling on the mic in the center of the ring, hands the belt to Okada. Okada's just slumped over in the corner. And meanwhile, Don Callis is furious. He thinks Cody should be expelled from the Bullet Club, which... He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So Gato gives a promo in lieu of Okada, and the announcers are like, there's a tinge of a disappointment from Gato. And then he asks Okada if he'll still get paid tonight, even though there wasn't a clear win over Kenny Omega. It was a time limit draw. Um, you know, Okada retains the belt, but that's not what you want from your fighting champion. Um, no. So the crowd is, you know, cheering for Okada, but Don Callis dismisses that as more propaganda and manufactured cheerleading from the NJPW leadership. Um, and finally, Okada gestures to Gato to give him the mic and says, you know, maybe only one thing. Kenny Omega put up a good fight. He did Osaka Johal proud. Okada's still the champion, but he can barely stand. And he, you know, says his catchphrase and then collapses in the middle of the ring as streamers fall over him. And the Japanese announcers get him a standing ovation. But Okada's out. He's just out. And then backstage,
1: There is this incredible, incredible thing that we are going to put here. Oh,
0: God. It's so funny. I thought it was my time. I really did. I thought it was my time. I thought it was my time tonight. I said so many bad things about you, Okada. Uh, I really did. Uh, and even if they were all true, I couldn't beat you. I couldn't beat you. So you get your wish. You can be Sakai and Okada until I'm ready. I will leave. I will stay in New Japan. Fight my way from the pot. Mm-hmm. Get bigger. Get better. Get stronger. And only when I know I can beat you, I'll come back. But for now, Okada... I hate to say it.
3: You win.
1: I saw this for the first time yesterday.
2: Mm hmm. It makes me tear up thinking about it. It does. It does. Uh, uh, Like, Kenny still believes everything he said about Okada is true. But Uh, whether it's true or not, he couldn't beat him.
1: And the thing about it is, is that Kenny is. He's so beat down, and you can't, like, in in the audio version. I think one thing Kenny really does very well is let you know what he like, how he's feeling through the way he speaks, without you having to see him. Yeah, but watching, it's also like yeah, but watching this, but watching this promo, he's on the ground. Like he, he can hardly sit up He like, has a he, bag
2: of ice on his neck and shoulders. He's he's
1: he's been using like the back barric like one of these back interview barricades to like rest on and it like kind of like falls away like while he's giving this like promo and the bucks are the only thing that are holding him up and what a fucking uh like w- like what a like what a symbol that is, like what a metaphor that is.
2: Like Yeah, the rest of Bullet Club is there, but they're kind of like to the sides. Um, and the Bucks are like physically holding him up and
1: he's he's just this 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 mess of of like every emotion and it really does. It gets it gets me every time. Like oh, I just saw this yesterday, but I've watched it like a couple of times now, and I'm like it, every time I see a promo, sometimes I'm like, oh that's the best promo <laughs> promo I've ever seen. This might be the best promo I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, it's just like the raw emotion that's there is just... Woof. <laughs>
1: that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, and if you can believe it, we are still far from over.
2: Yeah, we've got a whole other thing. So... The next time we see Kenny Omega is going to be at the G1 special in USA. Going to be in LA. So, Okada got his wish. He is the NJPW IWGP heavyweight champion. as NJPW goes to the United States, he's going to take that belt. But at what cost? hmm we'll find out so i know it's already been a very long episode but we do have some questions
1: yeah from... I'm, more than ha- I'm more than happy to answer uh, answer our questions so uh we did get a slew of them um thank you to my... everyone who submitted things yes uh would you like to start us mikey
2: <laughs> yeah um at party of one pod asks The stars align and the golden lovers are cleared to reunite tomorrow. Who is your dream pick for their first opponents to be? I would say um, the Lucha Bros, who are, they've been seen many places. They've been seen, obviously, in Mexico. Lucha Underground, which I believe is on Netflix, um, as well as currently on AEW dynamite on tnt wednesdays they are this incredibly athletic pair of brothers who do these amazing spots off the ring rope and who else other than literal brothers for the golden lovers to face the golden lovers who you know have been cited as maybe one of the best tag teams like kenny omega and kota bushi were just so in sync And I think that would be... They're very instinct, very athletic. I think it would be fun to see the Leech Bros against them, who, you know... I know there's some arguments about the booking of them in AEW, but they are one of the most fun tag teams to watch in AEW, if not the world. So I would love to see that. Myself. What about you, Charlie?
1: This is hard. Because... You can't quite get emotion, um, as much emotion in one place as you can when you have the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks.
2: And those were their last opponents, were they not? That's very true.
1: <sighs> and they have a match in Long Beach. And it is... A brutal affair. Um, think about Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks at Revolution. You have a little bit of that um, in that match. This one is a whole lot. I want to see it again. Um, you you made a selection for me that I am not a hundred percent against. Um, I I
2: think you were not sure when we. I first... wasn't.
1: I wasn't sure, but I you know FTR that that is that is also something that seems. Very, very good. There's a lot of great tag teams in AEW right now. Um, yeah,
2: I was wrong. That was not the the last um, match that they had. No, it was it the was one
1: last one I remember. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so I I think I'm gonna actually I have to just say the Bucks. Um, I love when Kenny fights with the Bucks, and I love when he wrestles with the Bucks. It's good. It's it's really good. Um. I would love to see. I love Kenny and Hangman as a tag team. Um, Rest in peace. Rest (laughs) in peace. Um, But. uh, I don't know. Kenny and and, and Coda or or something else.
2: Yeah. Well, and especially thinking of where they are in AEW right now. I think it would be really interesting to see, um, you know, that would be really interesting if you know Kota Ibushi was able to be inserted into the mix. If
1: Kota Ibushi manifested, we just don't know what's going to what would happen. Kenny's Kenny's away right now.
2: I know, but specifically right now when the again, the bucks are his only friends, but that relationship is a little rocky right now. The bucks are having a time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: I think it could be some really interesting storytelling for sure to I, see them face I, off. I
1: agree. I agree. I agree 100%. Um you want to pick the next one, Charlie? I will pick the next one. Um, this is a little bit more informative. Um, so, at Doodah asks, How do I watch wrestling? Uh, I don't have an Explain the X-Men type resource beyond your pod, and I've been using a combination of Wikipedia and YouTube to try and go through the Shield's appearances. I don't, but I don't know
2: anything. <clears throat> that one's wrestling, hard. It does make it really hard for you to watch. Um granted uh a lot of this depends on where you live um but i did bring up i have not watched any of it myself um and i know as you know any wrestling or entertainment thing there's probably some questionable material um but in the united states i believe lucha underground is still on netflix um and that is like a it's rooted in the Lucha style. Um, it has a lot of people that would end up being on aew nowadays. Um, and it kind of match matches like cinematic stuff with um with like m- what we typically think of as like wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I think it could be interesting. um like that could be a good place to get into, maybe if like you're just starting out. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. I thought Lucha Underground was on something streaming, but
1: it might be. We it just doesn't just appear don't to know be what on. That is,
2: yeah. I'm just casually looking on Netflix. Um,
1: it, it, you can find a, there are a lot of um reference materials. Like you can find, um, like, can you make, make a watch list? Um, things of that nature. Um, uh, you can get a subscription to New Japan World. It's four ninety nine. Um, it's got a lot of great wrestling on it. The interface is not that great, but it has a lot of good stuff on it. Um,
2: there's yeah. always the WWE there, there, is, there is, I learned a, um, a extension for, um, NJPW on Chrome, as well as perhaps Firefox, um, uh, that has made it much easier for me to watch things and that is njpwext.us is where you can find that um it lets you do like playlists and put stuff together i have a playlist that i made for this episode i want to see if i can export it i'm not sure um so that might be something that i could look into um, uh,
1: the uh, uh r. I mean, I don't recommend Reddit for a lot of things, but um, r squared circle. Um, there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of um, match lists there.
2: As yeah, well. honestly, uh, shout out to r slash squared circle. Like in general, because that that helped me put together a lot of the like the matches that I ended up bringing up and kind of the chronology and everything. Um, like I got a lot of that by copiously researching on r/squared circle. So, you know, like Reddit, Reddit is Reddit, but not all um s- like subreddits are the same. And squared circle yeah. actually, like the you know, like I combined several different ones, so I couldn't tell you which ones I used off the top of my head. Um, but it was it was super helpful and. You know it is it does it definitely is something where um like much like comics you know it's just like a, it lands on the fans to like put these things together so, yeah and it's, it's hard can, i'm
1: sure you i'm sure you can find some stuff there um if you any want, if you ever want specific help um especially with like shield stuff you can always just ask me i'll be i'll be more than happy to try and help out um you will probably need a WWE subscription, uh, network subscription, if you want to do, watch some Shield stuff. Um, it's free for a month. Exploit it.
2: <laughs> um, you know, just D- just Don't pay it. the McMahons any more money than you have to.
1: Very, very true.
2: Yeah, the unfortunate thing about NJPW specifically is, like, there used to be a lot more stuff that was up maybe in an illegal fashion, but they've been uh, cracking down on that stuff so that's why i want oh. like
1: oh and uh if you want to see kenny omega if you want to see hangman adam page if you want to see the lucha bros if you want to see cody Rhodes, if you want to see ftr if you want to see the young bucks if you want to see a lot, a lot of lot the of incredible people that we're talking wrestlers?
2: well and a lot of the people specifically that we're talking about as part of the bullet club you can find them on wednesday nights 8 p.m eastern standard time on tnt yeah, and Kenny's doing a singles run right now, so, um, which... He's doing something right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot from that that I definitely recognize, like, a lot of spots that I recognize. Oh, yes, Oh, yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. Uh... Kenny Omega, maybe more than any other wrestler, maybe in the history of wrestling, loves his callbacks because he's a friggin' nerd face, and I hate him <laughs> for it. Um, um,
1: yeah, watch, you can watch AEW, um, if you watch, um, if you come in after the next pay-per-view, which is a week from today, um, oof, week from today, That's shivers was down my spine, um, you will find that they kind of do, like, a season reset, like, some stuff's gonna, some stuff's gonna, like, go down at the pay-per-view, and then, like, the table will be cleared a little, and then the Wednesday, usually the show after think the pay-per-view... If you-
2: yeah if you watch if you read comics think of a pay-per-view like a big event and then Mm -hmm. uh you know after that the status quo kind of settles
1: yeah uh so i think the probably the the dynamite after full gear would be um an ideal spot to jump jump on
2: if you wanted to yeah so this like second week of november second um Mm -hmm. wednesday of november which would be the 11th um and I know we're answering this on the podcast um, I know Howdy Doodah sent me a DM as well so I'll try to get some more of this information more specifically out because um, I do want to help people like the internet has helped me figure out mm-hmm. what the hell is happening in wrestling mm-hmm. um, at Rob Segundus asks what would Kenny Alpha be like
1: <laughs> I don't- hey is Kenny Alpha the guy that we're watching on TV right now <laughs>
2: Oh, God, it might be. Kenny, uh, so, <laughs> because the Cleaner, as he is in the feud that we're dis- we've been discussing, is so beloved a character by, especially by uh, Western audiences who became fans of NJPW. The Cleaner in 2020 is a face gimmick. It is a hero. It is something the audience wants to see. So Kenny Omega and his uh, singles are on currently ha- is just—he's basically Okada. Actually,
3: he's told the EVP.
2: You. He's the EVP of AEW. He's got girls and women in scantily clad outfits with brooms sweeping them upside down. Um, he's got—he does like a rainmaker pose when he comes out, and. I think that's Kenny Alpha. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, I hate it. I hate this more thinking about it. Next question. <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing.
1: <laughs> oh, <poof>. Um <laughs> Jesus. Okay, at R E M Speedwagon, that's a great username. It's very good. Asks if Kenny were to be a guest star in a video game that is not a wrestling sports game, what would you want it to be? Kenny's just a Kenny's just a JRPG um, uh, antagonist.
2: Okay, you say that. I do. That is not incorrect. However. If they made another Saints Row game that was a proper Saints Row game, I feel like, so they had Rowdy Roddy Piper in the last Saints Row game. (laughs) I feel like some kind of like open world. uh, Something like that, like, okay, I'm going to say this. I do not support Ubisoft. Ubisoft has done a lot of bad things. However, I hear good things about Watchdog Legion. I will not be playing it. However, if I could play as Kenny Omega and Watchdog Legion and fuck up some police, mm-hmm. I'd be there for that. Like V Trigger, uh, a cop, yeah, yeah, of I'd course. be I'd be there for that.
1: Oh, okay. Do you want Do you want to save some for later?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah, we've got. Well, we've got one more. Okay. Um, actually, uh, Leviathan Files sent us a lot of very excellent questions. Um, I will. I will just do the first one because um, I think I think it's important. Um, I know Kenny's fluent in Japanese. At Leviathan Files asks. Sorry, Taylor. I know Kenny's fluent in Japanese, but I'm sure wrestlers may not speak the same language. For example. A wrestler who only speaks English were to do a match against a wrestler who only speaks Japanese. How much of an impact is the language barrier and what do wrestlers do to get around it? So a lot of uh, part of what being the elite kind of helped to show since it started as a travel log, it helped to show that um, how this kind of works. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the English-speaking wrestlers or foreign wrestlers in Japan specifically will kind of band together and travel together and they end up booking a lot of their travel um, together. And it also showed there's um, sometimes um, like like big Japanese fans or fans that have a lot of money will act as like chauffeurs or like they kind of help bridge the gap between like that masa. language barrier like masa so masa is a fan who kind of acts like i forget what the technical term is but um, will ha- yeah like a sponsor um so they help with some of the um, intricacies of like japanese policy and visas and stuff like that and as well as like helping wrestlers order food or like <laughs> you know stuff like that in exchange for like access so you know it it is kind of like a parasocial relationship, but some of them like do end up being like really good friends. Like
1: yeah, like Masa.
2: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if you if you're familiar at all with being the elite, like Moss is a big one, and he even has his own like pro wrestling tees, uh, which is kind of funny.
1: Which just great because of course he does because it's a it, yeah.
2: I mean, like he he was with them the so box, much, yeah. like people ended up like loving him as a character, and uh, it was funny because I think um, just really quick when they had, like, the AEW, like, signing announcements at, like, StarCast or whatever, like, the first person they had come out was Masa. Yeah. (laughs) Which, obviously, he's not with AEW. It was just purely a joke because it was, like, subverting expectations. Like, they expected, like, you know, uh, Jon Moxley or some of the people that were rumored to come out and they send uh, Massa out. And then Massa's like, what am I doing here? Hi, hello, everyone. And they're like, (laughs) Masa, you're not signed. And he's like, what? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh yeah, uh, the, uh there's a really good um it's a really good BTE bit where um uh they're in like a merch shop and uh the Bucks ask Masa is like, uh hey Masa why isn't there any like revival uh merch anywhere? And he looks at the camera and he says, No famous? And he just cuts
2: <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's really <laughs> and funny. It,
1: ju- and it just cuts and it makes you laugh every time.
2: Iconic. God. Um. But yeah. So you know, they end up getting people that can think can kind of help, and I'm sure the same is true. Like in um, you know, for foreign for people that are not Mexican that go to Mexico to wrestle in the chilibre. um, mm-hmm. like obviously when um, whoever like several of the NJPW wrestlers have gone over there, they have people that are probably there to help. That their whole job is just to to help people and uh aew has like a similar thing like for the japanese talent um kenny's friend uh michael nakazawa um you know he is like michael has like an official role within AEW, but he is also talent relations for japanese speaking um talent because he speaks Mm -hmm. both japanese and english and is able to translate both ways so Mm -hmm. which you know does put like a there is kind of, like, this, then, you know, talent could be manipulated, potentially, but I think, like, the nature of the wrestling business, at least as someone on the outside, is, like, you have to kind of, like, trust everyone that it's in their best interest to, like, help you succeed. Um, so, yeah. Yep. I just yep, want to yep. say, like, I don't want to assume that it's always a positive relationship, but, you know. What it probably
1: tries to be, yeah.
2: Yeah, because, you know, it's in your best interest to make sure you're not fucking people over like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like they did with Okada when they brought him to the U.S. Yeah, Oopsies. let's not do that again. Oopsies. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Um, but I think that about does it for us. Um, we'll save uh, some of our other, some other questions for next time because we've already run a long, long time.
1: Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, us uh, break down these two incredible matches. um, And all the things in between. And all the things. uh, Nice, uh, crunchy, crunchy? Gooey. Gooey (laughs) metal in between. I don't
2: know. I think Um, candy's on your brain because it's Halloween. So clearly you need some sugar.
1: Jury's out. (laughs) Anyway, if if you liked today's episode, if you liked your episodes in the past, Please, 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 and review our podcast on iTunes. Um,
2: Slash recommend it to your friends.
1: Yes, post it.
2: Post it in the discords that you frequent. Like honestly, ninety percent of like the people that are listening to this have been because I or other people have posted it in discords, and people go, "Oh, that's a really cool podcast that I didn't know existed." So like, it's really hard to find
1: podcasts now. Yeah, Um, Twitter is not. I don't think Twitter is a very good vessel for a whole lot anymore. Um, no, because it,
2: it, it honestly, like it has started making it. So when you link externally, it like puts that post down in the algorithm, which sucks mm, for that. any creators love to be a creator uh, online in 2020.
1: 20, 20, mm-hmm. Anyway. So if you like this podcast, please uh, tell a friend, send it to them directly, please rate and review on iTunes. I think that works. Uh, in a way, I still don't understand. So five stars. Please, five stars. Like all of Kenny Omega's matches.
2: Um, if you know ahead. anyone on some famous <laughs> wrestling podcast or website, you know, maybe give us a good word. Tell them to follow us on Twitter. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, you I know, think we do
2: good work. I do, too. Uh, so, so if if you <laughs> think that, then I will let you be the judge.
1: You can follow us over at Match Club Pod on Twitter where we are. Um, where we reside, you can find our podcast on our website, superkick.arty, where we also host some articles. I'm going to try and get something up very soon. Um, before full gear, I did write a piece on The Elite uh, before All Out just about um two months ago at this point. Time. Just goes. just um, I'm very proud of that. You can read that there. Um, our cover art today um, was done by an incredible artist so um links to all of mango's things um you can find them on twitter as well um great tango great to stuff. Mango. yes uh great great stuff
2: um honestly can... i cannot say enough good things about mango mango was incredible to work with for this so thank you so much mango indeed, mango was indeed. like do you want me to add hangman on here i see him yeehawing in the corner and i'm like absolutely please yes <laughs>
1: always up for a hangman um you can find me personally at genetic ghost on twitter i have a patreon now where i'm doing um wrestling things on it so you can find me on patreon at genetic ghost as well if you read all through that you can find out what that's all about um and i'm on instagram there at genetic ghost as well where i'm just doing more things because i'm trying to do more things and not not do things um so you can find everything i'm doing there
2: also in a very personal note, we're trying to save up money to, mm-hmm. you know, move in together. So So hey, yeah, if, go so check out
1: feel, if you check, if you like that kind of stuff, check it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, maybe give Charlie money for makeup looks and stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at quantum dot dot where I talk about mostly about wrestling. And video games and sometimes things that I'm doing and articles I'm writing. Um Yeah, that's that's all I got. Well, um, I will close this out with a tweet that Charlie sent me <laughs> before we started recording, which is, is it wrong to say that Zombie Kenny and Zombie Mox are still hot?
1: It's uh it's about time that we bid you would do.
2: So <laughs> goodbye. Mwah! And good night. Bang!